Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of the Absent Minded Podcast, recorded on this February 11th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charles Ard. And with me, as always, to my immediate left, is Andrew Crandall. Hey. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And to my immediate right, across the table, drinking the Red Bull, eating the Twix, Ethan Nobolt. New, new bolt, <laughs> fresh red bolt at Soulsbjorn. I'm having a brain fart all of a sudden. I was about to say at EA new bolt or bolt new, but that's, that's like, your, that's like your your email. email. Yeah, close your email. <laughs> How's it going, guys? How y'all doing today? Good, good. It's dreary outside. It's very it dreary. It's wet. Uh, having to work at fucking six a.m. today. That's no fun. It wasn't fun. It was boring. I had to get up at five o'clock and I had to throw my clothes in the dryer. I got back into bed for 30 more minutes. So I asked you earlier, how do you feel about naps? You didn't take a nap today. No, I mean, it's probably six o'clock. So you've been up for 12 hours straight at this point. Yeah. Uh, Naps are give and take for me. Give and take. Yeah. Because I can't, what does the nap take from you? I, uh, time. Because like, (laughs) (laughs) because like, I can't like take like an hour nap and feel like refreshed. If I take a nap, it's like a three hour nap. And then Mm -hmm. like, by the time I wake up, I just feel like shit. I just wasted three hours. So I think some of that usually comes into play with how REM cycles work. Uh They're like trying to schedule things around a 30 minute or like a, like an interval, like 30, hundred or 60, 90 minute. Yeah. Your REM cycle doesn't last that long. A full REM cycle is something like 42 minutes or some shit. Really? That's why there's all those like apps on your phone these days to do like the slow wake where it'll like, you get these apps that'll like listen to you sleep I and then like it, that. you give it like a like a time that you need to be up by, and then it like kind of just it watches your rim cycles and then gradually wakes you up with sound when it can tell that Instead you're out of, of like your rim cycle allowed, already. Uh, Instead, it's like yeah, you're in the, that's why when you wake up sometimes you feel like groggy because you woke up like smack dab in the middle of yeah. a rim cycle uh-huh. and your brain is confused, still trying to adjust. Yeah. Whereas if you're at the end of your rim cycle and you're coming out of it before the next cycle, it's a more comfortable time to wake up. Mm. That could be your issue. You're, you're taking solid hour naps. Shoot for like hour 12. Okay. Or get one of those sleep apps. I might do that. They'll tell you if you're dying in your sleep. <laughs> if like you have sleep apnea, it'll be like, hey, man, you should <laughs> you see a doctor. Your shit we listened real closely to you last night. You need medical help. We think Go you stopped breathing somebody. at least three yeah. times at one point. They'll tell you that shit. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you stopped breathing from this time to this time. Yeah, or like, I've heard of that. You were snoring from here to here. I've heard of stuff like that. Yeah, because they talk about it on Rogan's podcast when they were doing the Sober October. They yeah. That. I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but yeah, it's like a wristwatch that and then gives you data on how you sleep and how you, mm-hmm. when your peak performance is at. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Uh, what's that called? The Uber man, the sleep schedule where you sleep what? for like, you sleep for like 30 minutes and then you're awake for two hours. And then you sleep for 30 minutes and you're awake. That for two sounds hours. fucking awful. Oh, that sounds like a weird sleep schedule, but yeah. there's probably a name. There's probably a type of sleep schedule that that is. I'm uh, terrible because there's I mean, a there, bunch of different like sleep schedules. Yeah, because there's do. people that literally only need like they say eight hours, but there's people that do like four, four to six, and they're perfectly proactive. Yeah. Polyphasic sleep—that's what it's called. It's a uh, Uber. What? Uber, what yeah, word, those are two different completely words. It's a uh, well, no poly. So Uberman is like a part Uber. It's a type of polyphasic sleep. So like polyphasic just means you sleep more than once during a 24 hour cycle. Okay. I can't remember what Uberman is though. Uberman. Uberman. But that's cool. But you can't do anything for more than like a certain amount of time before you have to be like, oh, I gotta take a nap. It's a really tight schedule. Here we go. Yeah. Polyphasic sleep patterns. The Uberman. Yeah. So you're awake for like 
2.67 hours and then you sleep for 10 minutes. And so then you, you wake it, up for so another 2.67 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, it's the other way. Because the whole idea is, yeah, that you, you literally sleep for a grand total of like an hour and 20 minutes a day. And the rest of the time you're awake. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, how so could like, you even get rest out of 10 minutes? How could you even get a job like that? Well, that's that? the thing. Is it, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> like, that's I gotta go take a power nap, boss. Yeah, yeah. Back Every two and a half hours, I gotta take a 10 minute power that's nap. That's weird. Yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of people, like, they t- th- you don't start on Uberman. Like, you start on these other ones. Like, they right. have this Everyman where it's like you sleep for four hours and you're up for five. And then you take like a 10 minute or like 30 minute nap, four and a half hours, 30 minute nap, four and a half hours, 30 minute nap, four and a half hours. And then uh, biphasic is just the, the standard one. And that's six hours of sleep, awake for seven hours, sleep for one and a half hours, awake for nine and a half. Because the idea came from like that back before the industrial revolution, when you had like certain times a day, you could actually work. A lot of times, you you know, you'd go to sleep when it's nighttime, but then you wouldn't sleep for like the eight hours or whatever straight that we do. You sleep for like four hours and then yeah. you get ready and then you prepare some shit and then you sleep during the day at some point or whatever ball. That's all I know about polyphasic sleep, though. And this is the Aston Minded Podcast. We're reaching every <laughs> week on Friday at 10 a.m. We come to you on your favorite podcast platform of choice and bringing you all the up-to-date information on polyphasic sleep, <laughs> the Uberman. We're officially an Uberman podcast. Yeah, we're going to be an Uberman pasta podcast Process, from now on. Yeah. Uberman See, once pasta. we get into Uberman. That won't happen anymore. Yeah, we won't be stumbling our words. Yeah. We're going to be just crushing it. We're just going to be at peak performance. Peak performance. Yep. Peak. And you can head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can track our performance as well as catch the latest episodes of the main show and AbsentMinded Watches or to leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion that we might play on the air or to donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like and subscribe and share the show on your podcast platforms of choice. And don't forget to leave those iTunes reviews, man. Keep them coming. We appreciate them. Five star chefs. Five stars. Cooking up the show. Yeah. You can just leave us a one word review. It'll be great. Maybe more than one word. I'm afraid that gets picked up. Yeah. By like the filters. <laughs> they don't actually consider those. Right. Yeah. But uh, since last week, I, I've not done all the research I was supposed to be doing on our uh, our bot farm. Our our, our, <laughs> our, our, our clickers. Yeah. Our click. Click, click farms. Click, click bots. Bot farms. Yeah. Should probably do a little bit of research. Yeah. Just for just in case. I think that was me. Was that I heard Did you hear a grumble and I felt your own stomach? <laughs> yeah. I was like, was see that, if that could was possibly that come from me. I don't know. Yeah. That was weird. I heard it over here, so I, I figured that must have been Usually so you loud. Then you hear it. <laughs> it so loud, so loud. I was like, was that me? <laughs> I need a superpower. I can make other people feel my stomach. He noises. just eyes wide open. All of a sudden, grabs his own stomach. <laughs> that like, me? Oh god! <laughs> I hope it wasn't you. Did I it do was that? too close to my ear, so I was like, couldn't have been anybody else. We but. did eat an obscene amount of food. I think between the three of us. Well, you we ate an obscene to. amount of food. We okay, had, we had if a you meal. Want to put it each. that way? I ate an obscene amount of food. <laughs> yes, I want to put it that way. We had a meal each. It was not that obscene. It was obscene. It's because we got the we finally got the milkshake. Hot dog. It's a, it's a big hot dog. It's a big hot dog. But if you swooshed it down into a less big hot dog, it's probably about the <laughs> the same gusto as a burger. It was an patty. adult hot dog. It's a full on hot dog. I mean, it had okay. okay yeah, it did I have you, like yeah. It did have like a pulled pork sandwich worth it of pulled like pork on it. Yeah, it had to be a quarter to a, a half a pound of pulled pork. So, <laughs> it wasn't the hot dog. It's the pulled pork that I and the you. fries. And then the peanut butter shake. That's oh, the problem. The is that we all shake. we finally got the shake. 
But it worked out because, I, like I said, I, I knew I was never going to be able to get just a shake for myself. Oh, no. Like, the three of us could barely finish that thing. Did we finish it? Did it get finished? Oh, I finished it, yeah. Oh, you did finish it? Good job, Drew and I could have easily finished it. Oh, clearly, because you got you got Twix on the way home. <laughs> I only had two sips of the milk. You talk about how full you are at the store, at drinking, the shop. I wasn't they drinking. You, you can't got two finish all gulps. your fries. I, I, did you did you measure the amount of liquid that <laughs> yes, I went did. into my mouth? I measured it with my eyes. No, <laughs> I got bitch. I can very... eyeball an ounce from out of space with my eyeball. Or eyeglasses <laughs> cracked. <laughs> my eyeballs. Because I really didn't want that much of the shake, so I didn't drink that much. I saw it, but you, you okay. Got, I think you just you anticipated fries, how much though. you would have had if you were sharing. It was oh, I'm just going to eat, drink a third of this. You got full of fries. You literally <laughs> no, no, said no, 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 no. that's why I usually split this with somebody. And unless no, than I didn't five realize that later, I needed another person to help me split them. You get the Twix. I thought I could do them by myself because <laughs> I was done with uh, salty, savory. I wanted a uh, sweet, crunchy. I'm gonna get me one of Twix too. That's not. It does sound good, but I just can't physically do it right now. Oh no, I feel I like if wait. I ate something else, I just explode yeah you know like that scene in uh what is it that monty python movie life of brian see i i know i've seen life of brian but the only no, monty python movie me. i can remember is uh is the holy grail because i used to watch it all the time that was the wrong monty python movie it was meaning of life mm. meaning of life is the nice one because that has the uh has a lot of sex jokes yes when there's a song about uh christians having babies or something like that i think I'm not sure. It's about jerking off. Well, it's like every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is sacred. That's yes. the one. That's uh-huh. a good song. That's a I don't very remember good if that song. was meaning of life or no, I it had to be meaning of life. Cause that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well guys, what do we play this week? What's everyone been doing? What's everyone been getting to town on? Drew, yours is blank. Does that mean you have Drew's been- is a mystery for everybody every week. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what the fuck Drew's been doing since the Bioshock remastered collection was on PlayStation's Game of the Month or PlayStation Plus Game of the Month. Game of the Month. Game of the Month. <laughs> I decided to jump back into Bioshock 2, and it's definitely sitting better with me than I remember it did. And when I say this, I'm not sure if this is like an original thought or if I heard it somewhere before. Or if I but stole like, it. From yeah, I really don't, because when I think about it, I'm like, this just doesn't feel like, like something you would have thought. Yeah. You think you've been incepted? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that sounds I got Joseph Gordon-Levitt running through my head. Inception. That's not gross. <laughs> so it's gross. I mean, it's morally gross, but anyway, go yeah. on. Uh, did you incept me? <laughs> sounds you gross. Incept me, bro? <laughs> sounds gross. It's very much the aliens to Bioshock alien because it just like kind of like throws you in. Like you start off as a big daddy it feels a little unoriginal that the main villain in the second one is a big sister, but it starts off a lot more action heavy. I would say the set pieces and the way the design of the game isn't as horror oriented because like one of my favorite moments in the first Bioshock is like whenever you get the shotgun, you find the shotgun in the middle of the room and then like the whole room goes black except for a spotlight on you in the center of the floor and you get all these enemies coming at you from every which way and it's really intense. Yeah. I haven't really felt that at all during Bioshock 2 and not to say that it isn't a bad game. It's just, yeah, it's just more action oriented and a lot harder than I remembered. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of those big sister fights are tough. Yeah, they really are. And I think the reason you have to play off a little less of the horror is that thematically, I almost don't know if it would work as well to make two a horror game the same way as the first one. Cause the first mm-hmm. one, you know, you're brought to rapture. You don't know what's going on. You don't know the history of these people. It gets creepier and creepier as you figure out yeah. the mysteries of this place. Uh huh. Whereas in Bioshock 2, you feel more like your Doom guy in the Doom games, where it's like you're the big daddy. 
you're the thing that you were terrified of in the first game. <laughs> so it doesn't really make sense for it to be like this horror thing. Cause yeah, if all the lights went off in a room and all of a sudden people start coming at you every which way, you just I've got a your motherfucking drill. drill arm. Like I'm not scared of these people, but is the, you is your squishy main character in Bioshock one, you definitely more afraid. I still feel squishy. Still, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because even then, like sometimes, oh, I will say, whenever you get shot, the doinks that go off of your helmet oh, <laughs> sound yeah. really fucking it's nice. Some cool sound effects. Uh, but still, sometimes, like I'll get shot like three times just by one person, by a splicer running by, and I'll just down my health by like more than half while you fight like other big daddies, and I'm just loading clip after clip after clip after clip into them, you know. And, and that's where you feel like, like you were saying, where that's the big daddy. Yeah, you know. Are you on normal? Yeah, I'm playing on normal. But it's just like I'll get into like a really hard firefight against some splices or something. And then a big daddy will come along and I'm like out of supplies. Yeah. And that's just kind of one of the frustrating things about it. Because I'm thinking it was during playing the first Bioshock where I could get into a firefight and then decide if I want to take on a big daddy or something like that. But that just might be remembering the two games differently. Well, I know because a lot of times like because you said that the the villain in, or one of the main villains in Bioshock 1 is the big daddies. But yeah, you can almost always choose whether or not to fight them. Because it's mostly they're just there protecting the little, the little sister. sisters. Yeah. If you're not going for them, you do the whole game oh, yeah, without yeah. it. You don't have to to fight them, and that's where you have. That's like the risk reward system they show you really early on. It's like, oh, you get a lot for the little sisters. Oh, I know. But that, it makes yeah. you an asshole, and you got to get through a big daddy first. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot that you had to fight so many big daddies in the second one. Yeah, you really do because like this last section that I was in, there's like three of them in there, and that whole section I was running out of ammo, just having a hard mm-hmm. time with just basic fights. Yeah. But now that I've done with the section, I'm gonna go back buy some ammo and kill some daddies. Yeah, you're only forced to fight the big daddies in the first one when you have a large crowd of enemies. Maybe throwing a couple proximity mines, some grenades. You're shooting all over the place. And he happens and to he's catch just, some damage. He's just there yeah. walking his little sister around, and he gets hit. He doesn't care if you stop and are like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you are in a fight with him unless you go to a different area. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the only part where I've noticed when it's like, I don't want to fight them. I'm maybe just shooting a guy, getting a little too careless, and um, now I'm fighting a big dad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that does suck when you just accidentally damage it. And then you're all in. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been playing Bioshock One Remastered, mm-hmm. and I, I know you said that you got into a, a tiff with it, but I can't remember how far into the game you got. You said I, the name of like the fort, whatever. But yeah, I just got I don't know to, how many hours in that. I is. just got to Sander Cohen in Fort Frolic. It's the around the part where you get the final weapon, the crossbow. Oh, so oh, you're very yeah. far into the game then? I, guess. I didn't think it was that far, but I guess no, maybe yeah, I you're am. More than half, I want to say. Okay, so yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm pretty, I'm going. Had you already got to like the submarine pace. that you like are going to use to escape, and then it turns out it doesn't work or whatever. Wasn't that a plot point? No, because I still one? haven't even gotten to like Andrew Ryan yet. Oh, like the part that uh, Atlas is sending you to, to where you're going to meet Andrew Ryan for yeah. the first time after Atlas is, has gotcha. his thing with the bathosphere. Mm. So. I didn't think I was that far, but maybe I'm farther than I think I am. Well, because I want to say after the after you confront Andrew Ryan, the end of the game is just kind of right around the corner. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I know it starts getting closer to the end when you start seeing lava. So I'll let you know when, that comes <laughs> when up. the lava comes around. <laughs> but I've had this is the second time that it's like frozen slash game crashed. Mm-hmm. I guess I can still pull up the PlayStation menu and close the game out. But that's that's it. I can't pull up any game menu. Nothing. And then when I go to my saves. The last autosave is literally from when I get to that new area. Yeah. And then the sa- any save that I've made manually before that. So I don't know if it's also affecting the autosave function. Because I, I, you'd think, you know, on autosave, it 
auto well, you would have gotten another one yeah, before then, at, yeah. A, at a point when I maybe I did something important like gotten to the next mission goal but which, so you do have an autosave that's before the one that you're loading now that gives you the issue it's an auto save though. So I don't know if the whole thing is, if it's just connected to the one save that's corrupted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I really don't know, but I'll give it another go. Start so saving. So what happens when you load up the save? Like it crashes immediately or no, you no, go and try to do a certain no, thing. I, and it I reload where my last save was from and I'm just starting at like a new area that I yeah. had previously started and done already. And then I'll be going through the motions, going through the motions. Some big thing will happen like an explosion off camera or even just a quick spin of the camera around and it'll just freeze. So it's not the same crash every time. It, no, no, it's, complete, it's completely different every time. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, so if it does happen one more time, I'll, I'll probably look on Reddit and see what the fuck. Well, what if you just backed up your save data to the cloud and then try and deleting and reinstalling it? It's the same save data. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Whatever, be, whatever the issue is. If, if it'll it's still in the transfer file, over. Yeah, right. the, last, yeah. the last time I did it, the first time it glitched and I did this, I deleted the save mm. and just did a new save, hoping that would maybe do something, but probably not. I think it's still technically the same file. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But other than that, just Apex season four with Drew. Getting some wins. Yeah, it's, I think we got I think two wins in a row the other night. Safe baby. to say this is the the best season so far. It's, I it's think definitely so gotten the most community like pulled back if they left at all. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's been a lot of hype around this whole season. Well, it's because I think the whole ad campaign behind it was I think growing. all the trailers and yeah, the, the, the story lore and absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with announcing the what was the big dude's name again? Forge. Yeah, with announcing Forge and then immediately killing him off. Is just like a, I think all of us were just like yeah, a, a big collective, cool. like what the fuck is happening? It was pretty dope. Yeah. And there's a lot of like shroud and that's kind of funny because he's the one that even said it, that like Revenant is not good or his ultimate like isn't is subpar. Yeah. But I've been, I've been beaten by his ultimate in clutch situations and I've used his ultimate to beat other people in clutch situations. I think it's great. I think it's really fun. You know, it's not perfect. No, it's not. You can definitely like. If you know how to use it against somebody else, you can, you know. Yeah, well, it's also weird to figure out as well, because like once you activate his ultimate, you have to use it again after you activate, like you have to pull the totem and then you have to actually press square to. Yeah. So that is kind of odd. But it's also the thing about it, too, is I don't know if you noticed this or I might be just remembering this wrong, but whenever you activate the totem and, you know, you if you die, you can be able to respawn while you're activated. I don't think your shields work. I think it just automatically hits straight directly to your HP. And then once you get revived, your shields work again. That might make sense because you do have a full shield when you are sent back. Exactly. So maybe it takes your shield away, gives you the hundred for your life, then gives you your shield back when you revive, but takes away your life. because yeah. You just lost it. That would make sense by what everybody is saying, how it's basically taking a 200 HP life pool yeah. and splitting it to a hundred, a hundred. Yeah. So but that's where it comes into like placement. You have to place it in a safe spot to where if something does go wrong, you're put back in this safe place. And that tactical awareness of like when to use it. I did think of this though, or I saw somebody type this out. If a caustic puts a thing right next to your totem, <laughs> you've basically wiped your squad. That's because when you true. come back, it's all it's health. One HP, it's no, yeah. it's no shield Ca damage. Caustic, yeah, caustic gas damage you, is directly. To so HP. if you're a caustic, go look for that totem. If you're like in the last two, we might have to try squads, that out one time. And you've 
they, they, and you just kill God. them with the shots and then they go to revive you're Kostic done Caustic is such a piece I of hate shit Caustic. yeah I, like I hate it like his fucking gas canisters need to be nerfed yeah. so like bad. you said we got we got two wins in a row the other day that was a pretty big milestone for us together it's as, true. as a duos team mm-hmm. looking forward to the Valentine's Day event yeah, I downloaded it, but it's not up yet. That was a patch to fix okay. regular issues, right, bug fixes and stuff. Yeah, the mm-hmm. event patch did not, apparently just didn't go live. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> so does it not drop directly on Valentine's Day? No, it, it was, was supposed to, to run from the 11th yeah, to like the 17th. It was like supposed to drop oh, okay. today at, t- at 12 like normal, and then 30 minutes, an hour passed, and Apex was just like, oh, we're sorry. It's taking longer than we expected. We don't really know what happened, but we're delaying the event until tomorrow. We're really sorry for the inconvenience. Well, that's fine. I I mean, I guess. It's just kind of odd. Oh, no, it's out now. They only delayed a couple hours. Oh, did they get it working and stuff? Uh, Oh, well, hold on. No, because there was a bunch of posts about them saying it was delayed tomorrow. Maybe if let me load up Apex before we recorded, we could have found out. You literally loaded it up. What are you talking about? Yeah, and it was also the patch was on the main screen. Doesn't matter. It would have told you, hey. You, you got disconnected because you're not running the latest version. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it got delayed till tomorrow. That's what. Yeah, would, the, this update is stupid because they link to a tweet that says it's coming tomorrow. But then the update, they say, has been delayed until February 11th at 1 p.m. EST. So I think they might have been February 12th. Yeah. That was the original time was the 11th. Yeah. Today. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's like I, I love the L-Star stuff. The changes where they put that in the regular boxes. I will say I use that a little bit today. I love you it. Know, yeah, it shreds. Uh, cool. You said you were also using the P2020 with the hammerhead rounds. That video where we saw the flatline and the P2020 with the hammer point is not a joke. You do all your main damage with the flatline. You switch super fast to the P2020 because of the sidearm yeah. increase thing. And you just the hammer points just blow through them. It's crazy. I hear it works best if you're good at the game, though. So of like, course, your mileage may vary. Yes, definitely <laughs> with a grain of salt. But it's it's a really good game. I like it. It's got its issues, of course, with the server stuff, the constant matches dropping, and well, anytime like a big new update comes around, there's a it's the first couple hours are usually not but, the best. But it's really fun. You know, I, I find myself playing it more often than a lot of other I, stuff. Let's so. say, you know, I keep saying that it respawns doing the best out of the Battle Royale games, I think. I only play this one, so I can't really make a statement on that. Somebody needs to make a uh, Apex Anonymous for people like you two that can't find time to get anything else fucking Sorry. done except for <laughs> playing Apex I Legends. would be playing Bioshock if it would quit freezing on me. I was saying, when the, when the mics are now. off, y'all are always like, God, we really need to stop playing so much <laughs> Apex. That's not true. That's not true. Well, as usual, I managed to juggle quite a few things this week alongside editing the podcast, publishing the podcast, teaching someone else how to edit a podcast. Ah, you didn't do that much Still hand, hands-on this week. Finished the Plague Tale Innocence. Which it's I good. enjoyed quite thoroughly. It's good. I don't think it is nearly as good as the press everyone it said it was. Come on, nominated for like best writing and shit at like the Game Awards. It's good. It's not that good. I don't know. It's a fairly basic story. Yeah, I, that's I, what I was going to say. It didn't seem like it was trying to take any risks. Yeah, I will say that a lot of the writing for the two main characters does feel really, really natural. Mm-hmm. And I was actually reading that the voice actors for the two, and I also got the ages of the characters wrong. The girl you play is like 15 or 16. Her little brother is only five. So that should give you a better idea that like the age discrepancy. Because didn't the, you say they were originally, you thought they were like, 18, I thought it was like 18 and 10. 10. Yeah. But also I, I don't know how old kids are anymore. <laughs> like it, it, between the ages of like four and 12, you look eight to me. I, I don't know what any of that means. 
<laughs> I just don't know. I just don't have a frame of reference. It's the same thing. Like after you're 18, up until you're like 34, you could be literally 22. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, you, when we're when you're in the demographic, you just can't always tell. That's fair. <laughs> but now that I'm out of it, I'm also just. You ever like, talk to a guy it. and you, you're just like, oh, uh, oh yeah, this dude's like 37. He's like, oh no, I'm 21. And you're like, yeah, what exactly. The fuck? I'm just like, who? What the? I, you can't ever tell. Yeah. Something I did read was that those two main characters actually helped write a lot of their dialogue. So when they were in the voice acting sessions and going over scripts and stuff, they would work with the, uh, they were kind of the lead writer to basically just be like, yeah, we wouldn't talk like that. Here's how it would sound for me talking to my little brother or whatever. And I think that comes off when you're playing the game because there are moments when the two of them are alone and a lot of their dialogue just does feel incredibly natural. And I think that helps because usually in games like this where you have taken care of a young child, it becomes so annoying and tedious a lot of times. And really quickly, you kind of really start to feel for this kid and the girl as well. You're, you're, you're emotionally hoping for that invested. Happy ending. Yeah. The way the story plays out, though, is fairly expected. There's nothing that doesn't do anything new as far as the storytelling. There's no big twist. We just know that the guy that looked like he was the bad guy the whole time was the bad guy. And uh, <laughs> I will say the little boy definitely. We joked about it last week. He is the Rat King. He's basically this is the origin story of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Because by the end, he's controlling the rats. The areas that you would normally walk through where the rats would like devour you if you got through it, you can walk through just normally. And then you can start sicking the rats on people. And so the last <laughs> couple chapters. Feel? Just like swarm. Uh, so satisfying, dude. And, yeah, I can imagine. And the people are just terrified as they are eaten alive by this fucking swarm of rats. <laughs> uh, there's a one point where like you have rat tornadoes. Like it's. <laughs> It just goes rat natoes. Rat natoes. It goes a little over the top. The new sci-fi original movie. Yeah, I hundred percent it on Xbox just because it was easy to like. It's mostly collectibles. Did you and stuff throw it up on your uh, OLED? I don't know. If that's a game that no, supports I didn't it or anything. just because it, it ran so well on the monitor. That okay, I, I just I stuck with the high frame rate. I don't know if it would scale well enough for me to have run it at like 4K 60. Okay, and I don't think actually I think the PC version did have HDR. I probably could have tried it, but I, I was just enjoying playing it on the monitor. Yeah. So I, I didn't bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent of that one. It's good. I would recommend it, especially if you have game pass. There's no reason not to get it. I don't know that it's worth the $40 MSRP necessarily just cause it's, it's short. There's no replayability. There's no, yeah, but if you have the 10 bucks a month for it on games pass, yeah, yeah. If you've already got games pass it's definitely a cool one to go in. It's a nice graphical showcase. I do actually have one correction about the game. I was talking about it last week, said it was running on cry engine. It's not, more impressive, they actually built the engine entirely in-house themselves. It was that developed is. specifically for this game. That's crazy. So that kudos to them because this game does not. It looks like it's either an Unreal Engine four or like he's a Cry, Cry engine. engine. Like it's it's a graphical showcase for sure, and especially all the tech with the rats and everything. It's it's really really impressive that they pulled that off to all to themselves. And this is like an indie team, so cool for them. And then a side note. The developer of Sobo Studios is actually the same studio that's behind the upcoming Microsoft Flight Simulator X. So do you think which this also looks fucking gorgeous? It's uh, ridiculous. I remember, well, Microsoft Flight Simulator has always been like, you were saying like a graphical powerhouse. It's something like, it's always a showcase whenever it yeah. comes out just because of how detailed like it is. Games. You know, you can make really high detailed planes and stuff and then everything else is so far away. Yeah, like you can you, make it like really high frequency detail without necessarily modeling every single little ground structure and building. And everything. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever was aware of that kind of graphical detail was I was looking 
man, I was in junior high mm-hmm. reading a gaming magazine. It was for it and it had an advertising for the new flight simulator at the time. Yeah. And it showed this plane over like an African Sahara and you could see like giraffes and elephants on the ground and everything. And I remember a little uh, disclaimer in the bottom uh, corner and it said, this is not a real picture. It's from flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> so and so or whatever. And I remember just thinking in my head, like, Whoa, like the best little note at the bottom instead of the usual, like not representative of gameplay. Yeah, like, exactly. This is not real life. This is a game. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, I kind of got that same, just nostalgic feeling, just like seeing like photos from this and like gameplay trailers and everything. It's yeah. fucking nuts how they're able to just outdo themselves mm-hmm. each year. Well, and then this is one, too, that uh, they're using a lot of that, like, photogrammetry and, like, satellite imagery to map out a lot of the areas that are going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. That's part of why it's so high fidelity is they're passing that through some sort of processing engine, I guess. It's going to, like, on the fly model out all of this detail. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. And I think it's also one that's supposed to be relying on a lot of the uh, Microsoft Azure servers and stuff. So they have, like, real-time updates of the... Weather and, and weather and all that. Yeah. That's super cool. This would be crazy. Uh, so do you think this is going to use the, their in-house developed engine or do you think they're going to use cry engine? I don't know. I, probably not cry engine. I, I can imagine they're doing the engine in-house, but it, it just depends on like what, how much Microsoft has in, to do with this. Like how much being that it's Microsoft game studios. I don't know if maybe they have their own technology that they're going to let them use. Okay. That would also be really impressive if, Maybe even if something like a Plague Tale was just proof like, hey, we can build an engine pretty well. Just give us money. It will make you a really pretty (laughs) flight simulator game. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know that they've said anything about that yet, but whatever they're doing is very impressive. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Drew and I played Man of Medan. Man of Mambalam. The the Dark Pictures anthology Mm -hmm. from the... uh, Give it, just judgmental. Just say it. Man of Man of Mandalore. Man of The Mandalorian Man. Yeah, this is from the same studio that did Until Dawn on PS4. Super massive. Which is a incredibly good game. Yeah, super massive games. Love that one. That's like a fucking Hollywood horror movie made video game. I like remember. It, yeah, because didn't it's it got get Rami Malek in it and Hayden Panettiere? And is <laughs> she in it? Yeah. Wow. She's a uh, Claire or Samantha or something. I think is her oh, name. And yeah, okay. she's like one of your main characters. Yeah. Cause, cause I remember I like Claire is from heroes. <laughs> Claire is from heroes. Good call. Yeah. So Sam is her name. Yeah, yeah. You told me to download until dawn, like five years ago, whenever it first came out. Oh, I don't know if whenever it first came out, but whenever it was on like PS plus. Yeah. Cause it was a free game on PS plus. I think like two years ago now. Yeah. But even then that was one worth buying and it's always like, it's, goes down as low as like 10, 20 bucks, yeah. especially around and Halloween. And I started it. I just, I, I remember I started, I got through the opening part with a the therapist, but then I, I put it down one night and never opened it back up. Yeah. But this has been fun. Mm-hmm. This has been super fun. And it's definitely the right way to play. It is with two people because I feel like if I was just playing this by myself, I wouldn't have half as nearly as much fun as we've had playing it. Yeah. And I, personally, I still think until dawn is a better story. I think it's more interesting Okay. Yeah, uh, I, could, I don't know the story, so I couldn't compare it there. And then, uh, in general, the acting quality is a little better in Until Dawn, just because Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek are a bit better than like the class of actor we have in this. Wait, you see Rami Malek? Yeah. Oh wow, Mr. Robot and you know Doctor No, Freddie Mercury, Rami Malek. Yeah, he's he's really fucking good in Until Dawn. And but this is basically that game and its engine just scaled up because the. The problem with Until Dawn when it came out is it's one of those games that, like, it's way too good to run on a PS4, like, visually. Yeah. Like, it runs anywhere from, like, 18 to 30 FPS, depending on the complexity of the scene. Even on a Pro? I think on the Pro, it runs a bit better. Like, the low ends up becoming, like, 24 FPS instead of 18. 18. (laughs) 
but it's still it just never feels smooth because it never hits that frame rate cap right or doesn't stay at that frame rate cap very long but at the time it was industry leading motion capture and they've just gotten better at that playing man of a dan there are scenes where when the lighting is just right it looked like you could stand just a little further from your TV and be like, this is a, this is not a video game. This well, is clearly it's like, like full motion video or something. It's like the intermissions where we're in that, I guess, den library, the thing, library or the and office the guys talking to you. It's like when we were talking about that the other night and just like, yeah, the, the motion capture in his face, the details look insane. Yeah. All those little, like, that. the micro expressions uh-huh. and like the eye twitches and all these just little things that it, it I think it's easily the best looking character animation I have seen in a video game this generation, yeah. which says a lot because we've had stuff like God of War, like God of War. And yeah, the last of us two coming out soon. And just even comparing that to some of those trailers, I'm like, I don't know. Like this, this is really smooth. Maybe the last of us part two, if I could run it on a computer, like 4k 60 or whatever, maybe it would look a bit better, but there are parts of this where it just, it's the character specifically look like next level in the lighting. There are still graphical issues with like texture quality being a little low in some places. Like the environments are not necessarily super high detailed. Like yeah. you're running through a boat. Most of this, it's not groundbreaking visual fidelity as far as those things go, but the, just the characters and like the skin textures and the lighting, the way the light bounces off of their faces and stuff. They're just really crazy looking moments. Yeah. In this. So the way that man of a Dan works in the mode that we're playing is it's a two player thing, but drew and I are playing on different screens he's playing at his house i'm playing at my house and so we're playing in multiplayer but he's controlling one character in the scene and i'm controlling another one and i can't see the decisions that he's making yeah so like if there's like a dialogue option it just shows me that drew's thinking there's also things that are happening on your screen that aren't happening on my screen and vice versa and so there's times where like the characters will get split up and shit and (laughs) drew will be off running around doing some other thing and i'll be doing something else or forcing the, me underwater while you're just casually talking to people on top of the boat. I didn't force you in water. Okay. You I just thought I was you, forcing I didn't you say into water. You. I meant the game forcing me yeah. underwater. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So the whole premise is that you're on like a an old military ship. Something happened on the ship that you'd find out in the prologue of the game, but it's been abandoned for a real long time. So there's like lots of dead decomposing bodies all over the place. You were originally out with your friends on like a, a boat trip and you were gonna go like a deep sea dive. And then some pirates capture you and take you to this abandoned ship or whatever. And slowly everyone seems to like start losing their fucking minds. Yeah. And you quickly kind of find out that it's because of this poison on the ship that everyone thought was gold. That's actually just been like, it's called Manchurian gold or something. But over time it's been breaking down and turning into like this gas that's been easing its way through the ship. So people have been hallucinating and, and seeing things that aren't there. So a lot of the scenes involve like some like Drew's character will go off somewhere and start getting high off this fucking crazy <laughs> gas or whatever unintentionally and then will run around and see all this crazy shit and then end up in a room with me but he doesn't know that it's his friend he sees me as like a zombie or some shit so I'm on the headset being like Drew don't kill the guy in front of you that's me he's like what do you mean it's me it's or you it's a fucking zombie he's, he's got like this t-show he's gonna try to stab Travis. Me. And yeah, well, he killed me and I killed you in the prologue. In the prologue, and then he's gotten two other characters in the game killed. This game has taught me that I don't make good decisions under pressure. The other thing about these games is that you can, it's one of those where you can get everyone out alive or you could get no one out alive or a mix of them. So far, we are getting no one out. Everyone I'm in control of is fine, but Drew keeps getting people killed. <laughs> he killed Quantum Break guy. Like, yeah. So, the one of the only actors I recognize is actually the guy that plays your lead character in Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. And then Billy and Iceman in the X-Men movies. I'll, he will never stop being Billy to me. Uh, 
he's there, but everyone else is not like an actor that I recognize, at least. Not like, again, until Dawn, where it's like at least a few people. I was like, these are all actors I could name. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really fun, and it, it's definitely one where, yeah, I could see this being a lot more boring if you just had to play it by yourself. There is another cool multiplayer mode that we might try at some point because this is a game that is does have replayability because depending on your choices, like I said, you, you the story can go on a lot of different paths considering you have five main characters that could all die or not die yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. so a lot of mix and match there. But they have another multiplayer mode called Movie Night where basically the whole idea is it's everyone hanging out on like a couch in front of one screen and then you hand off the controller depending on who's going to control each character. So you can all sit there and play together and control different characters for different scenes and everything. So I think that would be really cool to like, especially well, that day where like Caitlin's here or something or like some day where we're not recording, we're all hanging out or whatever. Yeah, so like I think it, the movie night. it asks you how many how many people are playing and then it divides that, you know, by a certain amount of time, it gives you a timer to switch off. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's been cool. I don't know how much longer we have left on. I got to feel like we're close to halfway through. Especially since only half the characters are alive. <laughs> we might end it before it's supposed to be ended. Who knows? That's <laughs> very true. true. Yeah. We come to an ending a bit, <laughs> right. a bit before the real ending. You don't have game. any more people left. Sorry. Yeah, everyone's dead. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is the end of you the tale. Oregon trailed it. Everyone got yeah, dysentery. Yeah, everyone got dysentery and died. <laughs> but aside from Man of Dan, I finally finished... Death Stranding. Drew, do you want to go grab a sandwich or something while Travis talks about <laughs> Death now, Stranding? Oh, yeah. We can just, you know, head over to BB's, get a sandwich real quick. Travis will be here 15 years minutes ago still talking about when video games were first thought of. And get a pizza, man. Man did not know that by 2019, the medium would have been perfected <laughs> and simultaneously reinvented was the talking same about time. the walking simulator? Oh man, this Travis is just still on its high from getting his likes on his. I fell, Twitter as, post. I fell asleep. I for was a surprised second. about that. Yeah. I was a lot. I, I was. Uh, well, I still going. I had to turn off that notification. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, you yeah. probably had to mute that. <laughs> you got thread. to that point because <laughs> yeah. at this point they're not even talking to you. It's like somebody said something that somebody else is commenting on that it's right. just gone. Even, so it's even then, grown to a life of its own. Travis's post has now become a thread. It's true. So what they're talking about is that I. Posted on Twitter and Instagram when I finished days uh, Death Stranding. Days gone. Days gone. Days stranding. Days gone. Stranding. Like a, a post, one of the posters <laughs> that Hideo Kojima had released forward. That like it's like a movie style poster yeah. that I love. Closed. Just posted that. Was just like I finally finished Death Stranding. Loved it. it like it moves the medium forward. And like, you said some nice words. Yeah. Yes. And before I go to bed, all this, it's getting retweeted a lot. And I noticed that one of the people that retweeted it was Hideo Kojima's assistant. Yeah. Like his personal assistant or whatever. And then 20 minutes after that, Hideo Kojima retweets it on both his English and Japanese accounts. At least accounts. the intern that runs his Twitter account. <laughs> well, no, I'm pretty. He runs just, a lot of his stuff. I'm just stuff. fucking with but you. But no, I, like I said, it was so soon after his yeah. assistant did it that who knows? I'm just fucking with Even so, I, yeah, it's just been like a tweet storm yeah. since then of people replying and retweeting and did blah, you, blah, blah. Did you. Uh, our boys, uh, what's the he's getting famous. Word I'm trying to think of. Next thing you did know, you he's plug the podcast. Yeah, did you plug the podcast I'll, I'll in the tonight. If it's still like, if it's still just likes going up, hey, it's too late yeah. now. The, the, the momentum is lost. The momentum man. is building. Like I said, it was last I looked, it what's was like right 550 yeah, likes or something. Yeah, let's see what, let's get a current close update. Close to 100 nah, momentum has gone get, down. But, but what I was going to say. But that's still really cool. Is that even that in itself is pretty meta because so much of the game of death stranding is talking about the way connections work oh. in, in social media and that, you know, people craved these likes and stuff and they were too obsessed with all that shit. So they start, they get all the connections they needed. So people start staying home and not going to work. And because they like their 
they didn't need to work because they had like their universal basic income and all this. People shit. turned those likes into work, huh? Like in the game lore? No, outside. Oh, sorry, like, I was talking about in the game. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about with no, Hideo Kojima really in your tweet. No, yeah. no, 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 I'm saying it's meta because of the whole idea of connections and strands and oh. forming them and all that stuff. I thought you meant with the connections of your tweet. No, and no, your no, likes no, and no, your I'm, going, I'm, I'm networking like crazy with this shit. You said meta, so I figured you were not talking about the game. You were talking about you the meta outside meta. the game. No, yeah. he, Kojima made it meta, is what I'm saying. Because of and how then, it relates to the Ethan game. And then Ethan made it even more meta. What layer of meta <laughs> are we in right meta. now? <laughs> I've been incepted. We're like seven dream layers down. Are you Hideo Kojima or am I? <laughs> he was Hideo Kojima the whole time. But yeah, no, I finally finished it. And Drew, I really wish you would finish this game because I can't even talk too much about it. I can't spoil things. It's late enough that I could spoil it on the podcast, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. How did your orgy to save the world go? That's not what happens. <laughs> this is not what happens. It is. Uh, it wasn't an orgy. It was a gangbang. That's the same. It's not no, that's not the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah, no, gangbang is just a couple of holes all belong to one person. Yes. Yes. One person, there's a gangbang. A gangbang. One person is getting all the attention in a, in a. What's the other one? A lot of people want to put an orgy. An orgy is just everybody having fun with everybody. Just a lot of grabbing and jerking, sucking and fucking. Oh, now you can't plug this. This is where we go to suck and fucking eat butt. What is that from? Rick and Morty. Oh God, Jesus. Was that the Soul Bond episode yes. that y'all like so much? Yes. How many times have y'all rewatched that episode? I've only seen it once. I think I've seen it like two I've or three seen, times. I've Drew's got like a playlist. <laughs> Just before he puts his head it's down every night, gag. he plays that episode. No, I usually put it on whenever I'm jerking off. Oh my god. <laughs> so I, Death I like, Stranding. I like the toilet episode where it's like his own personal toilet. That like guy and they're like friends at the end. I love that one. <laughs> I guess I'll put my thoughts in pretty quickly. <laughs> love the characters, love the music. The story is really, really satisfying by the end. It, you, you feel like you've earned it after like this long journey that you've gone down. I did realize I didn't play as long as I thought. 72 hours, I think, was like my final play time. a chunky amount of time. Yeah, but that was with all my fucking around in the beginning. Like, Oh, right. At least 20 of those hours was the first like three chapters mm-hmm. because I was just doing so much in that area. Yeah. Like you could easily get through this game. I mean, it was like a solid three days where it was like, Travis, what uh, chapter are you on? Two. Yeah, like two or three. <laughs> Still on five. Ethan, you were right though. Like you get to a certain point. I think it's around chapter eight. Where it's like once you start, it's like really like you just basically just finish the game. Yeah, almost remind me like Final Fantasy fifteen, like near the end of that game, where it's like you hit a certain chapter, it's just like we're just getting yeah. funneled into the ending, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, because you're you're kind of you want answers throughout the whole game, and yeah. then you're kind of just given everything and mm-hmm. be like, all right, here you go. Which which <laughs> I love, I love yeah. that kind of shit, especially with Kojima because. People give him a lot of shit these days, almost just because he's become more meme than man in a lot of people's eyes. <laughs> and a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that he really is a genius at what he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, this is someone who, like, in 2002, when Metal Gear Solid came out, or Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, the whole ending of that game is basically what's going on in the years, like, 2017 and on, as far as where the internet is now, where we are in society, like, how our governments are operating and like he predicted, like it's just all the ending of Metal Gear Solid Two. It's like that's exa- like that's the whole goddamn ending. 
And you thought you were playing a video game up until, until that point. And so, like, you got to give the guy respect for, like, what he does. And I, I think that this game being what he did as an independent developer just speaks volumes to, like, what we can expect from that studio in the future. We've talked about in the past how he wants to do, like, movies or TV or something soon, which great. would be great. Especially if it's smaller projects where he can, I think like an original idea miniseries or something from him would be like a just ten episode crazy. Yeah, can you imagine if PlayStation PlayStation gave him a TV deal? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like we've talked about that too. That Sony's trying to get their own section of Sony Pictures going with the video games and everything, and yeah. that Sony Computer Entertainment is going to work directly with that stuff, starting with the Uncharted film. I could totally see them starting to give Kojima a bunch of money. Just be like, hey, here, do another wild fucking project or something like because the very least this, these games get people talking, even the people that don't like it and are convinced they're never going to play it. They can't seem to shut up about it, which just means that like everyone's talking about this wild fucking game and I can't recommend it enough. It's definitely one that you have to soak in. You can't just start it and then like kind of like roll your eyes at stuff like you've got to be open to like, oh, yeah. the weird because just the lore and how crazy shit is and how far the rabbit hole goes. You've got to be on that journey. I think I said this when we originally started talking about it, when it first came out and stuff, when the whole world was just up in arms about it, against it, for it, whatever you get out of this game, what you put into it. It's very much. If you're going to really try, at least give it a chance, give it a solid what for, you're yeah, probably going to find something that you like and it's going to keep you going. But yeah, if you come at it with a negative attitude, uh, walking, you want yeah. me to pick up boxes and take them places. Well, like, the game will surprise you yeah. if you let it. But if you're looking for stuff to hate, yeah, you, bro- you probably shouldn't even bother. Like, don't come at this game looking to not like it. Yeah, there's no there's no perfect piece of art. There's no perfect movie. There's of no course. perfect That's game. That's why it's art. So if you want to, you can pick apart just about anything. Definitely. I know I can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I hate watching you play games. I'm like, oh, man, maybe Ethan will take this seriously. I'm a, he's like, I would try be, to break no. shit. And, I would you be remember even when we first uh, tried to play Dust Stranding? That's all I'm saying. And, he, and we, we he was streaming it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. You streaming Death yep. Stranding was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me test your games. I'll find a glitch. I'll, I'll, I'll bust through that wall. Drew, I will just say to you, like, you need to finish this. I know you've got a lot in your play. I know you've got other backlog games. I know every week I give you another project. <laughs> like I have, the next thing you need to finish. I wait. have been getting a little itch to go back into it, though. Wait just a second. What? Have you finished Days Gone? I'm on like right on the last mission and I got to a point to where I had to go search gas stations for growlers and I just didn't want to do it at the time. I just haven't gone back to it, but I'm like right at the fucking end. I'm like right at the end. I'm going to put parental locks on your PS4 and I'm going to set it just, just not to let you boot into apex. (laughs) I'm going to see how much you can get done in a week. Password controlled. What the heck is this? Yeah. God damn it. Travis. Just Stan. block that one game. Stan, Stan. What? How do I how do I find a horse and yeah, tame horse, it? In Minecraft? How do I ride a horse in Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> what is Minecraft and how do I tame a horse in it? I uh, love that episode. And fuck you! Don't give me shit about beating games. Oh yeah, come on, bring it on. What? What? what, what the Last of Us? Beat it. Where are you? Where's that? Where are you at on Red Dead? Hey man, Red Dead has I been bu- Red Dead <laughs> no. has been put to the side for a while now, and that's okay with everybody. I've finished multitude of things. Oh, okay, hold on. This reminded me. We're talking about Death Stranding and games that Ethan's finished and stuff. I didn't finish Death Sekiro. There's no fucking way that is Game of the Year 2019 on top of Death Stranding. I was thinking about this last night. A lot of people would the beg only to differ. Reason that anyone picked that shit 
was because most of them probably didn't finish Death Stranding. I think when you get to the end of this game, it's just when you're talking about games of the year, okay? And I I think a lot of people were just like, 2019 was kind of a rough year for games. There weren't a whole lot of great choices for game of the year compared to previous years. For a lot of stuff. But I, I think would, the only reason Sekiro won is the reason the Death Stranding should have won. I think it, there it are just... They, it won for the wrong reason. I think there are just as many people who quit and gave up on completing Sekiro as Death Stranding. I will say people probably got farther in Sekiro than they did with Death Stranding for different reasons. Yeah. But I would say I don't know how much you could put into that because I think a lot of people didn't finish Sekiro either. My reasoning is that I Sekiro got the platinum for it. is just another Souls game. It is a refinement of a formula. Oh, yeah, we know that. Which really what it means when you break it down is it's like from software's sixth time trying to make the same video game. It's like their fifth time. <laughs> We've got Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Am that's I missing what, anything? So it's their sixth time making the same video game. Demon Souls doesn't count. Death Stranding count. is unlike any other video game that has ever existed, and I'm confident it couldn't be copied. I don't think they're actually going to make a sequel to this game, even though he's talked about how... Kojima's talked about how no, he thinks they need to just to make Strand games a thing. I think this is like one of those games that falls in the category where it doesn't really necessarily need a sequel. It's There's a nice yeah. little bow at the end where you can be you can sleep at night knowing... Fucking Kojima. I think when you look at something like Sekiro, and granted, this is also it's coming from someone who has a very small bit of knowledge playing these games. Also, somebody I've seen you play a ton. I've watched tons Sekiro. of Sekiro. Yeah, correct. You're right. You haven't finished Death Stranding. True, but, but I you've watched Death Stranding. I've gotten. I mean, I have. I have a <laughs> and chapter. That's, what, that's where I how, where I come from with I Sekiro. Have a chapter, I don't finish Souls game. I have a but chapter three save that I'm going to go back and yeah. and beat at some. Point. And I just think that when it comes to when you think about what is game of the year, it's a little different. What do, it's beating like talking about like and beating best picture and Sekiro though. I think that it's I think the difficulty what, of beating the games are a little different. Sure, it is, but I'm thinking like from when you're talking about video games as a medium. Sure. And you're just thinking about what really sets something apart from everything else. The things that have come before, the things where it like broke new ground, the yeah. things where it just it did something people hadn't seen before. Right. I don't think I think Sekiro, it was it won game of the year because it's like, fuck, if we don't get from software a game of the year now, they're never going to get it. I don't it's think that's like when they finally gave Leo the Oscar. I don't think that's did Leo how, ever actually get an Oscar. Yes, he's he did. Yeah, because yeah. he I don't think that's now he can retire. I don't think that's how that actually works. But I, I see your point. But I, I think people got a I little. I do disagree. I think people got their nipples were a little chafed trying to finish Death Stranding by the time the end, the year was over to get it voted on and everything. I think what they should have done is just waited for Elden Ring. Elden Ring, by all accounts, from what I'm hearing about it, will be. The next real what you're big hearing changes. about it, we don't know anything about it. I've been reading. I've been. I, you <laughs> know, I got no my sources. I've read some things. It's nothing. This is gonna be from software's like real magnum opus. It, it's, Sekiro's it's just supposed a to be technically. Elden yeah, you know, Ring. They haven't said anything. No, Elden Ring is supposed <laughs> to be. Um, it's supposed to be their Breath of the Wild. Is yeah. what they've put it on par with on the scale of. I think things. the industry blew their load a little early. They should have just given Game of the Year to Death Stranding. A lot of people disagree with you, buddy. Yeah, but a lot of people. And I'm not saying I do disagree with you (laughs) because, man, the ending of Death Stranding could be like, it could hit me exactly the way one of the endings hit me from Sekiro. It was a very Mm -hmm. nice story all the way through. If you just simply take that ending as 
this is how the story ends. That was an awesome tale that was told. Mm-hmm. Ignoring the fact that I played a couple more times do a different ending. You know, I mean, Death Stranding, doesn't it technically kind of have two endings depending on what happens at the end? No, it's one ending. There's no like multiple endings. Not. Okay. Yeah. Never there's mind. just, there's no like true ending. Yeah. Bad ending, a, good ending. It's there's an ending. But if you do something wrong at the end, doesn't something happen? No, no, never mind. <laughs> well, I thought it was like, if you die or don't do it, you can interpret well, there's that. There's a moment as, where it's like, it, it'll make you retry until you figured out the oh. right thing. It's oh, not really well, a choice. Oh, okay, then never mind. Yeah, I, thought, I can explain I thought, it to you after the show. No, I know. I I've, I've seen oh, okay. it. Yeah, I just I thought there was a thing where like if you just were like if you stuck your heels in and were like no I don't want to no there's no like roll, okay there's no two different ways that you can get the game to roll credits oh, okay there is well, then, the, there is an now, ending there's I kinda a, a like way that. that the story goes I mean at least, at least it's a, a a wrapped up like I said yeah nice I mean even regardless of the ending and stuff like I feel like no game is done like asynchronous multiplayer. The way that this game has, I think. Oh, yeah. Just the way it is like, really cool. It hits every mark that it needed to hit as far as weaving its themes between the story, between the world, between your gameplay, the things you're doing, the music, everything. It's just, and the fact that that theme is so different, I think, is just what really sets it apart. And again, I, it's still something that maybe that theme doesn't grab everybody, but I, I don't know. It, it Man, I think it's too fucking original. Game Awards. I know, right? I'm selling it right now. I'm selling it. No, I know. No, I mean, I never thought that this was a I bad think when I, game. Even when it's I started, just... I was like, this is probably going to be my game of the year. I just couldn't say it until I finished it. Because before I finished this, I would have probably said, Days Gone. I think you should finish Sekiro. I might. I'll probably just turn on a bunch of trainers on like the PC version. Just sure. go through with full health. Yeah, just mod the shit of it out of it. The shit of it? Mod the shit the shit my- <laughs> the out of it? Mod the shit out of it and just make it really easy. Change my main character yeah, to Sora. Sure. Wait, no, blade. turn him into a monkey. <laughs> I want to be a monkey. Turn him into a little monkey. I want to make him a monkey, monkey side when the, a, with the can, monkey killing the monkey. You can make him a monkey with one of those weird like hats on. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai hat. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had to say about Death Training until Drew finally beats it. Maybe we'll do a spoil cast or something because I'd love to do something like that. When Drew starts playing depth. again, I'll play it again. How about that? And then we'll beat it together. And then we'll we'll have we'll a whole hands, round table we'll discussion about it. What? I'd really love to because there's so many, there's so many things that happen with certain characters and there's the development of the story and how things progress. And I, would, I would love it's to talk a, about it's for a, a lot, lot to take in. I will promise you, I will play it more. I'm going to keep playing this game for a little while too. Cause I want to get the platinum. Get it. I got a lot. I'm a lot closer it. to it. than I thought it was going to be. They have like 75% of the trophies. What are like the ending trophies you have to do? Uh, Is it just like a lot of it's just get five stars with certain people. Yeah. Finishing out the, the UCA strands, like connecting all the different facilities. I'm still missing a few of the more hidden ones that I didn't find. And then once you do that, you unlock all of the memory chips that are in the world, which I didn't know that like memory chips don't show up until you've connected the area to the chiral network. Mm. So there's some you can't find until you've connected everybody. And then it's get all of those UCA f- facilities to five stars, which I have like ha- at least more than half of them already. I think are five stars. Go to what's his face's place. <sighs> what's his face? Uh, Troy Baker. <laughs> Higgs is home. Yeah. No, that's one. Um, I think you have to five star that Peter Engel guy, the guy that wants pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah uh, he, Higgs he, lives in that building apparently, which I, I didn't know. I, I looked up. I was just like, "Where's Higgs home?" And oh, you did look it up. There. Yeah, yeah, you've been delivering pizzas to him the whole time. Oh, he's Peter. Oh, I don't know if that's it because that well, that's the name of Peter Engel were or whatever. Oh, maybe maybe it's just the name like the guy that's sending you emails. Maybe he's been emailing you as that guy to like trick maybe you his, into yeah, he's the buddy pizzas. that maybe because he, yeah he he asked for pizzas for like random things. He's like, oh, I've got like a 
a couple friends coming over. A couple and friends coming over. We need over. some pizzas. And, oh, I don't see any friends in there. Yeah. <laughs> just said there's like an, an apartment in that building, but I had never mm-hmm. even really thought about. Damn, that's meta as fuck. I'm getting meta this episode. I like Troy Baker's character a lot in this Higgs. I wish he had been more. I didn't know he was Joel. You didn't know he really? was Joel? I didn't know he was Joel. It's because he fucking transformed yeah, that character. I had no idea. His he accent sounds is so totally much older yeah, and like crazy. grizzled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one where you should really watch some of the documentary that they did. Uh, well, even him and like Nolan North playing the game. Like, I guess I just missed every point that they mentioned that or something. Anytime where he talked about it. Oh, you can watch the playthrough and you saw it. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, I missed the missed the part where he was like, well, when I did this line, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Yeah. I never heard them talk this about it. This is what happens it. when you smoke weed before doing that anything. That doesn't anything to do with it. I just I think smoking no. a bunch of weed and not realizing you're watching a playthrough. Wow. That's weird. Watch Troy Baker <laughs> hosting this playthrough. <laughs> why, why is it so definitive? I don't, they don't call the other playthroughs definitive. Also, did you play Far Cry 4? No, I never played Far Cry 4. Troy Baker was the voice of the main villain. The uh, the prophet guy, uh, pagan men. Wait, is that Far Cry? 5? The guy Did you that play was any in, game that came out Far in the Cry last five. ten years. Five, oh, sorry, yeah. Then, no, I didn't play it for it. Troy Baker know. was that guy in every <laughs> game in the last ten years. Well, boys, I think it's time to get into a little bit of news. We still have a show to do. Yeah, <laughs> we we got a little bit of news. Our first piece of news today: Take Two, the publisher of Obsidian Entertainment's 2019 RPG, The Outer Worlds, Game also known as. Andrew Crandall's Game of the Year for 2019, was asked during its latest earnings call if the title releasing on Game Pass helped or hurt the franchise's success. CEO Strauss Zelnick replied that it's hard to say and that they believe the sort of subscription service Game Pass offers is better for catalog offerings and not necessarily day one releases, but that they're, quote, willing to take experimental chances when it makes sense for a particular title. Which to me means they didn't have a whole lot of faith in the game. Experimental changes. Why would they be experimental with this one, huh? Maybe they already knew that they were going to get picked up by Microsoft, so they didn't really care. They're like, we're not going to franchise this series anyway, so we'll just chuck it on the Game Pass for a little buck, a little bit extra. <laughs> you don't think they're going to development costs? There's not going to be an Outer Worlds too. No, there will be, but it's oh, not going to be published by Take Two. It's going to be published by Microsoft. All right, that's what I'm saying. They, they, uh, maybe Take Two realized they didn't have any skin in the game. They're like, hey, we can recoup some of our money through this Game Pass deal because Microsoft basically just gives you a check, yeah. to have your game on Game Pass, and so then doing that just says, okay, well, you know. We don't get to make any more of these anyway. We make sure we don't lose any money. And then also, as Selnick notes, they're happy to have such a good relationship with Microsoft and that the game did manage to sell 2 million units so far and later reiterated that their, quote, goal is to be where the consumer is. So it still sold 2 million units across PC, PS4, and Xbox, even though it was also on Game Pass. Of course, we don't have the number breakdown of, like, how many it sold on each platform. Yeah. You got to imagine most of those are PS4. Yeah. I would say... If I had to guess, you're talking at like 65, 70% of those were probably PS4 because this is also one of them that was on Game Pass, not only on Xbox, but on PC. Yep. And then the only store PC you can buy it for it. on PC is Epic Game Store, which while your hardcore gamers don't like to buy stuff from Epic Game Store, so they probably didn't have two uh, the best sales Fortnite, over there. Uh, I don't want to leave my Steam page. But uh, yeah, Take Two, I mean, they probably made all their money back and then some on this because I didn't even think about that yet, but yeah. So not only did they go to Game Pass with the game, but they had an exclusivity deal with Epic Game Store, so they probably recouped all of their game costs before even putting the game on the market, which is good for them, then sold 2 million units. So that's why they were able to experiment with a day one release. But I think basically this to me says that take Two's not looking to do that again for a while. If he can't come right out and say, oh, yeah, it generated so much good word for us or oh, all this extra buzz, tons of extra sales. 
then you're not going to see Mafia 4 right. on Game Pass day one or anything like that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, this was a thing we did. It worked out well, but we're going to move on to greener pastures. Yeah. You know what? Can I have one of them Twixes now? Yeah, sure. In the show? They're really good, actually. I saw the commercial for them yesterday, which is why I wanted them, and they're pretty good. Pretty good. I like regular Twix just fine, so pretty good. I fucked up. It's really good. It's crazy how they're, what they're doing with like candy bars. Like it's just they're, you know, now that we've gone past like the regular flavor of the candy bar, whatever it is, Snicks, Kit Kat, Twix, whatever. Snicks, Snick, Snickers, Kit Kat, and Twix is what I. Tried to say, I don't know what came out. We'll have to listen to that later. And you said Snicks. I was just well, like, what's a Snicks? A Snicker and a Twix <laughs> I didn't realize bar. We had Snickers. <laughs> Wait, is there a combination no, Twix and Snickers bar? No, there's a combination Hershey's bar and Reese's Pieces. I knew that. Yeah. And then there's like a peanut butter Twix, a peanut butter Snickers. I don't know. What else? Matcha, whatever, anything. Name it. Matcha. I like the green tea ones. I like a good Twix. Twix or Kit Kat? Twix. But I'm asking you, what do you prefer? If I had to pick between those specific two, Twix. Kit Kat doesn't have enough going on compared to Twix. But I would pick Kit Kat over like Almond Joy. They ever bring back that Midnight Twix? They like the dark chocolate one and then the coffee one? I don't know if maybe that specific one. There's probably a dark chocolate one if you're looking for that. Maybe. I just remember Twix Midnight was really good. Probably buy it on Amazon. Bunch of old ass candy bars. Oh, not old. <laughs> you know what you can buy on Amazon? Slurm. Can you really? Yep. Can I buy like Duff I know. beer? Yeah, I think you can actually. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, but is it actually beer or is it just like Duff beer and it's like a soda or something? No, it's probably Duff beer. It's probably not just like it's. I think it's, it's a non alcoholic a- beer. Oh, okay. They can't yeah. sell an alcoholic product on Amazon like that, I don't think. Yeah, and even then you can't get alcohol shipped to you in the state of Texas. Yeah. Oh, don't look at me. I don't know. There's lots of other places you can get I didn't ask you. We were telling you. Yeah, you can go, like, what about Chicago? You can buy Duff in Chicago? Like, what? I don't uh-huh. know. Maybe. Buy Cheesy Poofs. Cheesy Poofs. That's another one. Poplars. Bachelor Chow. Ah, <laughs> I think you can get that's Bachelor a, Chow. That's a, that's a good one. Next. Now with flavor. <laughs> Snack. <laughs> Doing in its own gravy. <laughs> Next up. Also during Take-Two's earnings call, president of Take-Two, Carl Sladoff, confirmed that Studios Hangar 13 and 31st Union would both be revealing new games that they are working on in the coming months. Hangar 13 has only released one game to date, Mafia 3, which was hit with fairly mixed reviews generally stemming from poor game design and a dragged-out open world while being praised for excellent writing of its story and characters. The studio was then merged with 2K Czech, uh, Czech as in Czechoslovakia. I know that sounds like 2K-C-H-E-C-K. Well, Czech Republic. Is that what we call it now? Yeah, because... I Czech- always like to say... Oh, yeah, because... Czech Republic and Slovakia are two separate countries. They are now, I, yeah. yeah. Don't That's know. the good old days when it was just good old Czechoslovakia. In 2017, <laughs> before being hit with sizable layoffs in 2018, 31st Union is even newer studio... Undertake 2, having only officially been named hours before recording this episode, known previously only as 2K Silicon Valley. The studio opened last year and is led by Michael Condry, who was previously at Sledgehammer Games and co-founded that studio. While there, he directed many Call of Duty titles as well as the first Dead Space. As of now, nothing but rumors exist around what either studio is currently working on. It's probably fair to say Hangar 13 is working on a Mafia 4. 
The 31st Union, that was the one they just did, right? That's what that was you, yeah. that's what you just did. They, they announced at the same time that they were working on a, a new IP. They just didn't say what it was. Yeah. yeah. They said it was something next gen. I don't know what it could be. I'm not that well versed in their past I, I don't know. I mean, stuff. they're a brand new studio, but I mean, we know that, like I said, the lead, Michael Condry, working at Sledgehammer, did Call of Duty World at War. Black Ops, the first one they did. Um, Those are two pretty good Call of Duty games. Yeah, they, they did like five or so of them. But they're Sledgehammer. They bounce. They're one of the three studios that bounce in between. Like mm-hmm. but, one year one will do it. But one even year, then, you know, directed the first Dead Space classic. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I guess you could probably assume it's going to be some sort of action shooter oriented thing. But as far as what it's going to be, if they're going to make a brand new IP, I wonder if it could be like anyway, I mean, the spiritual successor to dead space. Cause I remember like dead space two was like a good sequel, but like dead space three is like where it fell off. I wonder if he could be going, kind of going back to just, you know, going to that atmosphere core. Maybe. I mean, that'd be really cool. I would love to see a, a, a revitalization of dead space, even if it's only spiritually. I think the interesting thing though, is just that hangar 13, that's a weird bit of a run that they've had so far, putting out one game. I actually, I liked Mafia 3 a lot. I played, I played through it a little it. bit. There's a lot of issues with it. It could have been like a good 15 hours shorter. It was a free, <laughs> it was a free PlayStation Plus game. So oh, was it? Did you know that? Damn. That's, I played it for a little bit. It was cool. Damn. If that's so the like library, the, it's worth a play. But the Louisiana one with like the, you were the guy and. You're playing the black yeah, dude who came like back from Army, Vietnam War. Black, yeah, exactly. Wow, black guy. Yeah. Jesus. Guys. He's a black guy. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's, but yeah, that's, that's the same game. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that, cool. that game was awesome. And that was also one that was one of the, the games that like it booted up and it was just like, hey, there's a lot of things that happen in this game and a lot of things that get said in this game that oh, do right, not right, represent right, right. how we as a studio feel today. Yeah. But like to be historically accurate, they did a lot of things with that mm-hmm. character. And yeah, stuff. they're just like, we're just telling a story. Yeah, exactly. And there were some really powerful story beats in that game for sure. But it's just dragged. It was another one of those that did not need to be open world. It's really sad because Hangar 13, they didn't work on the Mafia games previously, obviously this being their first game, but like quite a downgrade as far as like the technology goes from Mafia 2. I didn't know um, those. So. Yeah. Well, I, Mafia 2 is a classic. Like that's, that's one of the better like GTA knockoffs mm-hmm. for lack of a better that's exactly, term. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's a game that only exists because Grand Theft Auto 3 and those games made that type of game. Those games are fun. Yeah. yeah. Walk around, do whatever. Was the last Mafia on like the PlayStation 2 generation? No, Mafia 2 was on uh, PS3, 360. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to see what those are. They're saying coming soon means we're probably going to hear about these at E3. Yep. Which is going to really surprise us with how close that's coming. Like, it's, I know it's a June every year, but it always seems to sneak up on you. What Once we get into March. Even whenever you said that, I was just like, oh, shit, it is coming up. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get into March. We're going to have fucking I'm gonna have Persona 5 Royal to play. Dead game We're going to be playing Final Fantasy 7 in April. And it's just, we're going to be game after game after game until all of a sudden it's June and people are talking about next-gen consoles. Next, Anime News Network has a translated interview from IGN Japan in which Platinum Games producer Atsushi Inaba mentioned that the company is interested in self-publishing the Bayonetta series of games, but noted that it is purely a desire and not a statement on whether or not the company could actually do it. He added that Nintendo and Sega currently both own half of the intellectual property rights for the series, and that if Platinum Games were to self-publish Bayonetta through crowdfunding, it would require a high amount of money compared to the company's recently launched Kickstarter campaign for the Wonderful 101. So just threw that in there because we kind of talked about that a little bit last week when there was some confusion on who owns Bayonetta, if two could possibly come to Sony or Xbox consoles instead of just staying on the Switch. This sounds like it's unlikely, especially if Nintendo sees this as a more profitable franchise going forward versus the wonderful one one which was meant to be a one-off that like they right. don't care about that going to other platforms. Yeah. It's nice that they like want it to, you know, to be able to self-publish and send it out to other platforms, but it just doesn't seem 
financially feasible for them to do it. They would have to get the okay from Nintendo and yeah, Sega. exactly. And then get all the money for it because yeah. they probably wouldn't. Like they said, they probably wouldn't do it. Like, yeah. It wouldn't help them. And it's weird that he's saying that it's a joint-owned IP. Yeah, that is odd. When you read that, I was just like, I made a face. I wonder if that was just a contract that Sega made with Nintendo when Nintendo said we're going to fund Bayonetta 2. That like, oh, we also get say in everything else that happens with this going forward. I don't know. It makes me wonder how Bayonetta Remastered is even coming to PS4 and Xbox One. If there's some sort of part IP ownership by Nintendo. Like if Nintendo's getting some sort of kickback from the remastered versions now. Because we there's that combo package. I don't know if it's out yet, but it's coming out soon. With oh, Vanquish, with, with, yeah, yeah. The 10th anniversary thing or whatever. So that was just very odd. I, I thought that was in particular an interesting little wrinkle to that little story. Business is changing. Everything's mixing and matching. Everybody and wants their finger in the pot so they can get a piece oh, of it. Stick that <laughs> finger in the pie. You know my finger, swirl it my finger was in there. I get some of that money. Mud kip it. Grab my good hand. No, it's gross. <laughs> it's my strong arm. <laughs> Next. Blizzard is now offering automatic refunds for Warcraft 3 Reforged, regardless of purchase date or playtime. The much-anticipated remaster has been met with some major disappointment for fans of the series, with various issues such as cutscenes not being overhauled in the manner that was advertised in trailers and gameplay demos leading up to the release, the removal of features such as custom campaigns, and even rewritten terms of services giving Blizzard total ownership of any mods or game modes created for the game. Unfortunately, even if you refund Reforged, you are still stuck with the new merged client, which comes in at around 10 times the install size of the classic client before the update. So we didn't really cover much about what's been going on with Reforged lately, just because none of us really play this game. We're not in that community. I just know that it came out and it's not doing great. People were not happy. Yeah, yeah. I knew they were, were giving very out. disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I saw when they started giving out refunds and I was like, oh, that might just be a thing that they're, people are talking about right now. It'll go away. And then it became more, it got more traction in the news. And it was like, no, 100% go on there. It's, you're, nobody's getting denied. This is something they're doing because... Yeah, and they, they, and they even so released a statement. Bogged down and inundated with refund requests tickets, and just, tickets. Yes. But they were just like, it's not even worth paying these people to answer all these yeah, emails. A moderator. If they want a refund, give them a refund. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just like you give them your information and click something and you probably get the, the funds or whatever. I never even played Reforge, but I want a <laughs> refund, damn it. Which it's, I mean, it's, it's really kind of sad and unfortunate because this is the place where a lot of people started Warcraft, not Warcraft, the series Warcraft, like one, two and three. Yeah. The whole world of Warcraft, just the love of that whole thing. Dude, I've got mm-hmm. that battle chest in my old bedroom somewhere. This is where it's uh, on your shelf. Yeah. This is where it started. Yeah. And it's with this. And then they got into stuff with like the Lich King and man, I don't remember what that expansion's called. Wait, you're talking about World of Warcraft? No, Warcraft Three. The the um oh the Frozen Throne. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Why couldn't I said think Lich of that? King and I thought yeah, you were yeah, talking so about he's, but he yeah, turned, it's exactly. Ar- yeah, it's Arthas's story oh, turning right, into the Lich, named expansion, which Lich is King like of Warcraft, one of yeah. the cooler lore things aside yeah. from like Thrall and stuff. So for this to, this remaster to be for this remaster to be handled slightly poorly. It's really kind of well, unfortunate. Dude, I read all sorts of weird stuff too, where they like retconned and rewrote certain scenes to try to patch plot holes to that make were introduced it, from World of Warcraft. Yeah, to make it more static and congruent with actual World of Warcraft's current lore. Yeah, they they kind of retconned and changed a few. I don't know what specifically. Uh, it's not going to sit well with people. This is a shame. I mean, this is also one too where I was kind of 
it's been on my like my my list of like, ooh, that'd be cool to finally go and play this and see it remastered and stuff. But it seems like there's not a whole lot of reason to do it anyway. Yeah, you might as well just get the original and mod the crap out of it or something. I don't yeah. know if that's possible, but I assume it is. I mean, the UI is mostly the same from what I've seen. The changes to the cutscenes basically just involve like zooming things in a little bit. They're not like these huge dynamic remasters. Yeah, of, like, it's like they showed in all the lead ups to it's this. like your major components in the scene have been touched up and look better. But if you like look closer at other stuff and certain things, it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't yeah, the, look as good as that. Or like what you showed me, the directing didn't yeah. change. Like the cinematography didn't change. Like you look at some of the trailers, you're like, oh man, this looks intense. That's not what you get at all. Yeah. So this Liars. is just a shame. It's just another in a long list of fuck ups <laughs> from Blizzard lately. That's just Activision Blizzard. Sure. But Blizzard is it's there in it too. Yeah. They're in the first on the hyphen now too. Yeah. Or no, is it act? It's Activision. It's, it's Blizzard. Activision. Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Blizzard, Activision. Yeah, Blizzard's weird. dead. There's no Blizzard anymore. The Activision definitely. There's like always Zool. pulling the reins. <laughs> but it's it sucks because like the trailer that they put out, like the remastered yeah. trailer for the game, just it looks so good. That's what I'm saying. Like that, and that's uh, the trailer. They're still like that's on YouTube. It's yeah. still like as a bump between like other videos and ads and shit. Like it's yeah. like that's what they're using as marketing material for this game Which is what they should be using because it looks fucking awesome but then you get to the real product and you're like that's not yeah that's not it it's false advertising i was waiting for them to completely botch overwatch 2 and then we can finally just burn blizzard to the ground <laughs> There'd be no, nothing when is that left. supposed to is that that's coming out this year right probably late this year i'm sure yeah. we'll get a date at e3 that's Come another one be in the that's fall just, like ugh. september something Who knows? blizzard fall from grace holiday 2020 probably i don't know next it looks like System Shock 3 may never see the light of day as it appears the entire development team has been let go from studio Other Side Entertainment. Over the past five months, the game's writer and director, lead programmer, and design director have all confirmed their departure with an anonymous developer stating that the entire development team is no longer employed. The future of the game has been rocky for some time now since its original publisher, Starbreeze, had to sell the publishing rights back to Other Side due to its own financial troubles. Other Side has since had trouble finding an interested publisher to assist with funding development ever since. In December of 2019, former community manager Sam Lunghot, I hope I got that right, confirmed layoffs. It's better than I would have said it. (laughs) Confirmed layoffs had occurred at the studio in a post on Other Side's forums stating, quote, if Starbreeze hadn't gone into crisis, I think we would have delivered something interesting with some fresh and innovative gameplay, but a much smaller game than what people were expecting and inevitably disappointing for a sequel to such a beloved franchise. Those high expectations drove a lot of expensive experimentation, and we were a small team and knew we couldn't compete with current immersive sims and production quality and breadth, so we had to be creative and clever and weird. So that's a big shame. I've been looking forward to this a while. I have to guess you two have never played the System Shock games. No, but I know of it because isn't this like they were PC, right? Yes. Yeah, no. It was these were very like, PC. Yeah, yeah these was, were like the predecessors to Deus Ex, weren't they? Predecessors to Deus Ex. Bioshock too, right? Bioshock is kind of like the spiritual successor, like in that oh, it, it okay. takes a lot of the same themes. Got it. Okay. With System Shock being more of like a imagine Deus Ex, but horrifying. That's essentially the theme that like System yeah, Shock was going sure. for. I never played the first one, but I did play System Shock 2 a long time ago when I was a kid. One of those games I never beat because it was just such a vast thing to do at the time. It was probably a little complicated for, for your me. child brain. But yeah. I have like memories yeah. of like how crazy it was that you could do certain things. Imagine yeah, if it, it was, was like Breath of the Wild, but like 10 years yeah. ago when, or 20 years ago really now. Yeah, because this was one of the first games to really do that, to allow you multiple pathways to finish certain objectives, right? Yeah, it, it was the immersive sim. Like it was... The idea that like you could 
you know, you didn't like the way that guy looked at you, shoot him. If you can now, now everyone's going to hate you, but now that's just the way your story is going. Now you want to hack into this computer. Do you want to shoot it? Or do you want to ignore it? Do you want to break into this room? Do you want to sneak into the room? It was just, it's like the, like deus ex. Like it's just, you have so many options and so many ways to do everything. So it's the reverse of having like a big open world, where there's not a lot of focus on all the individual things. Mm-hmm. These games are like very small areas, but would just like a seemingly limitless opportunity right. and options for how to go about what you're doing. And it was a big deal that this was happening because at the same time, there's a remaster of System Shock 1 being developed by another studio that has also had some of its own issues. Supposedly that one's still in development and is going according to plan, but it's really sad to see that this System Shock 3 is not coming from what we can tell, like it would be really surprising if any other studio picks this up now. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to like start a game that, you know, you fired the whole developmental staff for. You fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly it's <laughs> into not, like completely they let them go probably because people. they couldn't pay for anybody. Yeah. Like it's, and Studio's the fact not in good shape. Yeah. The fact that they couldn't find a publisher just means that no one was willing to take a risk on this kind of game, which is fair. I mean, the only other people trying it right now is like Square Enix with Deus Ex Mankind Divided and uh, Human Revolution, but then. Mankind Divided was kind of a sales disappointment for Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole thing has been kind of put on hold for a while as well. So it seems like it's unfortunate, but it just seems like there's not a lot like a big market for these kind of immersive Sims. Yeah. Which is really sad because it's a great style of game, but mm-hmm. it just it takes so much effort to build a title like that. I don't know the macroeconomics for something like this. It's just sad regardless. And I hope that nothing weird happens to System Shock Remastered. Maybe if that game comes out and does well and people get excited about it because System Shock's one of those older franchises that a lot of people have maybe heard of it but just don't know that they would like a game Forgotten like that because they've never about. played it. Because it is a it is a game now where it's like if you were to go back and try to play those, even if you like retro games, it's a very complicated system and like just because of the age of it. Like you could do that type of game much more easily now, but to also do it with the same level of like graphical fidelity people are used to and the same production values. I mean, as we can see, it's expensive to do and it's hard to pull off. So maybe when, yeah, if that System Shock remaster comes out, gets people excited for that, then work on something like this could be picked up by another developer. But I got to imagine we'll never see what these people were working on. It reinvigorates the franchise. Yeah, outside of like leaks. Because apparently there were some internal demos that have been completed that with the community manager said that he had seen and played. But that's probably stuff that will never end up in the hands of any of us. Right. That was just points that they got to what with the time that they did have. Yeah. Yeah. Next, Bioware General Manager Casey Hudson came out of the woodwork today and posted a new Anthem update on the studio's blog, essentially confirming Jason Schreier's reporting that we covered a couple of months ago. Quote, we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we'll be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loops with clear goals, motivating challenges and progression with meaningful rewards while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around (laughs) giving a focus team, the time to test and iterate focusing on gameplay first. What a novel idea, (laughs) man, Casey, where were you five years ago when they started developing this game? Oh wait, I think he was developing this game game. (laughs) in the meantime. (laughs) 
We will continue to run the current version of Anthem, but move away from full seasons as the team works towards the future of Anthem. We'll keep the game going with events, store refreshes, which means you'll have plenty of microtransactions to purchase while you're waiting for the next version of the game, and revisiting past seasonal and cataclysm content. So plenty of recycling to go go around for everyone. Recycling's good. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yep. Okay, it's a the Anthem is lowering its own carbon footprint. Starting with our anniversary towards the end of the month. Ethan, I uh, believe you have a couple a of important out? words for this. I honestly love how this game will not die. No, I thought you were going to say dead game, so you think it's heading off. This is the one game that you could have said dead game, and I mean, you didn't. But is it too not. easy? Is it they beating a dead horse? They won't let it die. Dude, what was dead can never die. Like, this is... I, I love how this movie, this game will just not go away. It's kind of inspiring. I was on their subreddit earlier just to look. It had 588 people on. Just on the subreddit, not the game itself. Oh, but okay. usually All right, fair enough. People activity on the sub usually well, has I'm a sure good idea. Gameplay count is not much higher. Christmas lights, man. It's February. As an example, on the Division Two subreddit, you got three thousand three hundred agents online. Just on the sub, mm-hmm. ten thousand seven hundred people serving the Destiny subreddit right now. So, yeah, Anthem, Anthem, gonna Anthem. You know, and maybe they do turn it around. I just. And there's not much more to say than we didn't already say when Jason Trier first broke the story where he was like, they're still trying to figure out if what it's going to be an update, is. if yeah. it's going to be an Anthem 2, if it's going to be an expansion. They don't know what they're gonna if they're going to charge for this or not. You got to imagine they can't fucking charge money for whatever they're doing. Nope. They have to take I mean, they have to no man sky this. Who would? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're done. Like you're. Your profitability is done. That's why like you you're gonna have to do something. The best awesome. you can do is just say sorry and put out hopefully something that's good. Yeah, exactly. No Man's Sky or like a Final Fantasy fourteen of Realm Reborn is like the the level of fix that you need to have for this game. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, like I said, man, I, I just don't see Bioware really continuing as they have with the budgets that they have if they can't fix this. Right. Like if this does not get fixed. I honestly think Dragon Age 4 gets canceled. Do you, th- do you see Bioware as a company being dissolved? Not dissolved, but I see them getting rared like at Microsoft where they're just like, all right, you're a support studio now. Like we we're not giving you money to make AAA games. <laughs> you're going to you make our just once. Too. Yeah, well, exactly. Like I, they're going to get rared where it's like, you're going to work with our other studios. We're going to put you on like fucking bug fixing some sports series or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like it, it, it and EA, I think they've already done more for Bioware than they would have for plenty of other developers that they've had in the past. They shut down developers all the time. Like, there's that meme of the EA graveyard. Yeah. Where it's just EA standing on top of a pit and just chucking dev studios in. Just all these other companies, like Maxis, which is barely even the company they used to be back when they're the company that makes the Sims games, but they are not the same oh, company wow. they were years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this game has to have lost them so much money at this point. It's also crazy to think that it's been a, a year since that game came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it just for like how quickly it died, it's felt like it's been two years, you know, two and a half years or something like that, that they're still talking about bringing it back or yeah. you know, working out the uh, bug fixes. And I don't know how much more gameplay hurt. loop fixes. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know how much more hurt that the, the people still playing the game can take. I, yeah, we're, who is online still playing yeah. this game? Everything I'm One reading, sad kid at Christmas that just got this game. And right, it's, it's his the only, only game. game. He begged and pleaded for Anthem of all things. <laughs> yeah, no, And he's like been that, too embarrassed to tell his parents it sucks. It's like that one Simpsons meme where Bart opens the gift from his mom and it's just like, you coming to Division 2? And then it just opens up and it's just Anthem. Yeah. 
they got to make something awesome, and then they got to hope people want to keep spending money. I mean, talk about another fall it. from grace. You know, Bioware. You know, coming off of three incredible games. You know, and then to make the fourth Bioshock. You know, well, to release it in a, in a buggy mess, but to eventually patch fix it later. The fourth what? The fourth bio. Oh fuck, Mass Effect. Yeah, there you go, Thank buddy. You. <laughs> fourth Bioshock is still in development. I know by a company not named Bioware. <laughs> well, like I said, we're gonna keep. Anytime I get some Anthem news, I got to talk about it because it is kind of fascinating just watching that garbage truck <laughs> fly down the road at top speed, fire and all. It's like all these games started out the race and then like Anthem is just like slowly limping along in the background. Yeah. Just like, hey, guys, I'm still here. I'm, I'll, I'll get around eventually. Hey, feeling, buddy. Yeah, that was quite a long one. Yeah, that, that burger hit me really quick. Had a long fast. face after you got out too. Yeah, sorry. Did did things burn? Did we stop or what are we? What are we doing? No, we were just talking about okay, anthem. Cool. We're done talking about anthem though. Okay, ready to move on to the next That's story. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it burn? He didn't have anything hot. I don't know. Could have just been a rough poop. How you feeling? No, no. Well, rough poop, but no. Did it was it a burny? It was a little burny. It's 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 just a little. You know, your bowels are weak and your bloodline is weak. <laughs> I have IBS, man. So maybe the weak bloodlines. Maybe the Twix after the burger wasn't a great idea. Well, I mean, also the uh, the couple of sips of the ice Pick cream up. shake, you the French fries. Twix. Yeah, I got another one. Take one more Twix. And then uh, the you know. Well, now you're gonna blame the peanut butter shake. Maybe you're allergic to peanuts. My diet's not great in general. Slightly, not like you know. diet and your health. My health's fine. My mental health's not great. Strong like bull. Sad like Psyduck. We wear <laughs> stretchy pants. I don't know why. Next up. You don't get to do that's that. That's good, right? It's good. That's so good. That's pretty good. They were very good. You know what one, Drew? You know what the last one? No, I'm good. I don't need IBS. They don't give you yeah, IBS. It's, it's, not, it's not contagious. It's not like the coronavirus. So you have the coronavirus? Well, I said it's not like the coronavirus. I'm telling you, it's overblown. Yeah. It's overblown. You know what the latest rumors are? All those, all those Nintendo statements about it impacting them, and it's all just overblown, right? Well, yeah, people are staying at home. What? Not because they're sick. Yeah. They're, they're, the reason it got impacted, first off, it wasn't Nintendo. It was just the Outer Worlds. Is, uh, no, Nintendo Port put House. out a statement, too, about the New Horizons Switch impacting the uh, production. Not for us, necessarily. For them. We're pretty much fine over yeah. here. Except for those Americans that are stuck on that cruise ship. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Oh, there there was a clip of like an older woman just being yeah. like super racist because she's stuck on this cruise ship. Yeah. I'd love to have an Asian. It's just weird, man. man. This Wuhan stuff's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, this is the joke. Just to clip back around to be like, man, I really love an Asian wife. I mean, I got a website you can order one of those Dakimaras from. I mean, there's a there's a town in Japan. They'll even, they'll give you a house if you move there. It's a body pillow that you can get like an anime girl. Oh, um, okay. Kind of like what I wanted to do for Ethan's birthday. I do like body Christmas pillows. Presents. I, do like, I, I do like body pillows. Who's your favorite anime waifu? But I wouldn't be able to like see her in the dark. Do you want to go in the dark one? The police officer oh, from that, Evangelion. That would be weird. I can't though. remember All the her colors name. would be all weird. Who's your favorite anime waifu? Ooh, that's a hard choice. Out of like every anime I've ever seen. You can have at least like a, a couple of favorites. If I was picking solely an anime waifu. Mm-hmm. Riaz from high school D and D. How you spell her name? R I A S. She can use magic. Pretty sure she might be a demon though, but that's fine. Super hot, super busty. Sleeps naked with the main character, so I know that that's, she's already super easy. 
Again, I think I get like magical demon powers because of the whole deal. Win, 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 win. There's so many wins in that. Riaz Grimmery? Yes. Yeah. Or, oh, fuck. Tenshi Muyo, though. It's got a lot of waifus. Oh, Damn yeah. It. I forgot about Tenshi Muyo. Fucking A. What's the police officer's name in Evangelion? Asuka? Police officer. The one that's supposed to watch over Shinji? Shut up, police, police shut officer. Oh, I don't remember. I, um, yeah. She works at Nerve. Misato. Uh, right. Misato. Yeah. 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 So there you go. I don't know. That's, that's hard to pick. Get one of those as a Dakimara? Or Dakimakura? <laughs> oh, is that the friends at both front and back? Yeah, you get the front and back artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan's eyebrows are literally you're just like, I have, I have a side. Yes. I have a side for when company comes over, and then I have a side for when company leaves. Oh, some of these are not good for either. <laughs> yeah. Some of these are definitely not good for either. You have one side that's either. just pristine oh, white, and the other side is just crusty and yellow. Oh, God. <laughs> you got a couple of them are like this. But where the signs are held up is where there's nudity. Cause she's, it's like a girl <laughs> holding up a sign. <laughs> Oh man, those can't show you that. Jesus, that, you do the mouse over. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fifty bucks is not bad for a birthday present. Maybe I'll get you one for a body pillow. Yeah, that's depends on the quality of the pillow, I guess. From what I've read, they're very comfy, yeah. but you got to clean them a lot. Why would I need to clean them a lot? Sweat. Is it okay? Is it a pillowcase or is it like literally like no? It's a full the body pillow. pillow. Come on, that's a joke. Well, no, really, but is it it's like... because you'd fuck the pillow. I That's the, the joke. You don't actually have to watch it a lot. I get the joke, but, but like, really, is, it, is there a pillowcase, or is it like, is it a, is it just... It's a pillowcase that comes off. Oh, it's easy to wash. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Next. <laughs> the Coalition Studio head, Rod Ferguson, announced on Twitter last week that he has left the studio and joined Blizzard to oversee the Diablo franchise in uh, March. I hate that name. It sounds so... Rod Ferguson? No. <laughs> The Blizzard? The Coalition. Twitter? Rod Ferguson so does evil. sound like a name that would be in like a Ron Burgundy movie. <laughs> Turd Ferguson? <Yeah. laughs> What's that from? That's from... It's the SNL. Is it? It's the SNL. It's the SNL Jeopardy skit with... That's right. With Will Ferrell. Yeah. And I can't remember who does Burt Reynolds. I think it's Norm MacDonald. It is. It's yeah. Norm MacDonald. And then Sean Connery. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Your Turk mother, Ferguson. Trebek. Yeah, yeah it's uh, funny. Ferguson has bounced around a lot in the industry, considering himself a good, quote, closer, and that he thrives most in getting games finished that have had trouble development. He is best known for his work at Epic Games and later Microsoft on the Gears of War franchise, having worked as lead producer on Gears 1 through 4 and the director of Gears 5. In between, he worked as executive vice president of Irrational Games during the final development stretch on Bioshock Infinite and also sits on Mafia 3 at Hangar 13 before leaving due to creative differences with 2K's senior management. So this is kind of a big deal just because Ferguson's been with Microsoft for quite a long time now. He's started his career at Microsoft in like 1996, I think. A couple of Jesus. degrees of separation with the other news articles there. With the relation to 2K and oh yeah, Hangar exactly. 13. Yeah, a lot of news with like 2K and yeah, Mafia 3. Yeah, all the news really like all that, tied to room all together. All that stuff today. we just talked about. Is yeah, that? sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So interesting. Uh, also, I'm kind of excited that he's going to head the Diablo franchise. I think that's a cool move for him. Because first off, anyone in the industry, like we shit on Blizzard Activision just a minute ago. Sure, but there's but still that like little light at the end of the tunnel where you're like, how cool would it be to work on a franchise like that? Yeah. And the people that make these games, they didn't like the people that worked on Warcraft 3 Reforged did not set out to make a shitty remaster of, of Warcraft 3. Mm, yeah. 
Probably a lot of budget issues. They had these grand ideas, and then someone fucking being counting. It's Blizzard. Said, Never mind. Like, yeah. There's probably always some kind of just weird. There's a lot of creatives and a lot more executives yeah, making a lot of bad decisions. There's probably a lot of stuff out of the people actually working on the major details out of their control. Yeah. And so if Ferguson's going over there to help work on Diablo 4, that's nothing but a good thing in my eyes. That could be a big fucking get for them. I think he has that on his business card. The closer, the closer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only I saw that because I was reading up on like a like his Wikipedia just to get a little better idea mm-hmm. of all the stuff he'd done. Because obviously he's been the face of gear since the yeah. the new series started with the Coalition. God, such. And I mean, we saw him during all the gameplay reveals and the demos and stuff. He's been the like on the stage at Microsoft's E3 shows the last few years. Seems like a cool dude. I mean, this will be good for Blizzard and good for Diablo. Hopefully, that means that maybe Diablo will be the the next non fuck up that they release. Maybe it'll actually be good when it comes out. Diablo is one of those one franchises I've always wanted to get into. It's good. You I love mean, a game. Like I, Diablo, I, know, I know I probably will. Yeah. yeah. And man, that's, it's one too, where it's like every once in a while, I think about reinstalling Diablo three. I put I have so it. much time into you. Diablo three and I just drill play with, I know, I know. I, <laughs> Shit, you there's can other even, things I, I could, play. I could put that good. That would work on Caitlin's laptop. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to even say uh, if it wouldn't work on Caitlin's laptop, you could still buy Diablo 2. I have Diablo 2. <laughs> yeah. I still, I, well, I haven't in a while, but I played it for a good a minute. Mm. I had a lot of fun with Diablo 2, honestly, a more solid than three. 60 seconds. Sexy. Nah, if anything, like I said, I'll, I'll probably just wait till Diablo 4 comes out because it's just been hitting me. I like to look at that trailer. I like the way the things we've seen so far. Probably oh, right. we'll just jump on Diablo Four when we Forgot see when that, that comes trailer. out, and then holy jeez! Do you think maybe with, we'll all play it, and then when that goes, do you think going. with uh, so much blood, Blizzard adding Ferguson to the Diablo project, it could stay? You know, it could. What's the right way to phrase this? Oh, do you think he is he going to be the one that's he's acting as the closer again on Diablo? Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, we know that they had some issues with Diablo Four just because it's been rebooted at least once. Diablo Three came out what in like two thousand six, maybe. Like, it's been years since we got oh. Diablo. Oh, I'm sorry, not that long ago. 2012. Yeah, was I was about to say. Release. That's still six years. I could have swore it was like high Eight. school that we, we started playing it. But sorry. It's not that crazy, but yeah. I did I mean, my math wrong. Eight yeah. years between like major releases and a, a temple franchise is a big deal. Yeah, so yeah. like we know work had obviously started at some point mm-hmm. and just soured. So maybe, maybe he is going over there because it's. He saw like he got the word from somebody in the company and they were just like, hey, we need someone who we know can tighten this shit up, throw the reins on, get everyone focused in on a specific direction and just get a product out. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, that could be exactly what's going on to me. It it sounds like he's going to go over, work on Diablo four, maybe kind of get a path set for where they might go with the future of the franchise and stuff and then leave and go back to Microsoft for gear six or something like that. Really? Because I mean, like I said, he bounces around a lot, but he always ends up back in Microsoft. Oh, like there's multiple studios that he's like, I said he went and finished up Bioshock infinite and then yeah. went back to Microsoft to work on, to form the coalition. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to say it more did, and more Did often. you hear what you just said? That sounded like <laughs> to form the coalition. <laughs> I know what I said. Is Sora his like arch enemy? He's just got the, this evil coalition 13. He's just trying to open the heart of darkness. I know what it is. It's the same evil type word, though. Just let, it's not an evil word. Coalition sounds evil. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's just because it scares it you because you don't want to call it the axis of powers. Ethan is confused and scared. And so it's I think evil it just sounds more militaristic than anything. 
I mean, yeah, it does. An but alliance it's still- for combined action, especially a temporary alliance of political parties forming a government or of states. Yeah, sounds pretty fucking evil and corrupt <laughs> to me. A coalition of conservatives and disaffected Democrats was the, the example on here. That's fucked. See? I'm telling you, man. Fucking Republicans ruin years of war. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I, I'm Marcus is just going to show up in a MAGA hat the next game. <laughs> I hope we see more Diablo 4 in detail, 83. That would be one that would be Probably cool. get a gameplay. or Yeah, some gameplay trailer. Immortal has some even... gameplay already. Did we? They had that gameplay alpha that looked a little worse than Diablo 3 just because it was so late. Was like, that when they on. did the trailer? Yeah, all at the same time oh, they had like shit. the gameplay I'm, alpha I guess they I showed. Didn't watch that. Mm. It's fairly far along. Mm-hmm. So I like we'll probably see more if the, not beta than like than like a playable like at E3 or yeah, something. Yeah, it could be playable at E3 or like just something closer like I wouldn't be surprised if Diablo 4 comes out like either late this year or early next year. Yeah. Again, that might be why Rod's going over there. It's like, oh, we're gonna get this cleared up. We're gonna have someone really focus in on the project to do whatever day one they, patches they know they they're like, going to need to do. They have a deadline and they're trying to meet it. Yeah, that, and then they want to make sure, like, hell, that's another side of it. Maybe they already know Diablo 4 is not going great and they have to get it out to make shareholders happy and then need to do yeah. some fix-ups right after it comes out and they need a happy face like Rod Ferguson there to be like, hey, you can trust me. We're going to make sure this we fix trust this up the right way. In, in Rod, we trust. And then maybe he leads like the first big expansion or something before, again, leaving and going back to Microsoft hey, or something. Who has knows? Turd Ferguson ever led you wrong? Has he? <laughs> no, sir. I think not. No, sir. Our final piece of news today involves Ethan's favorite Bunch of dead game games. developer and publisher. <laughs> Ubisoft has confirmed that they are still on track to release five AAA games between April 2020 and March 2021. <laughs> Fuck you, Ubisoft. No way. Those games being <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion, which we still do not have a new release date for, Gods and Monsters, which we have no release date for, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which we have no release date for, and two unannounced titles that Jason Trier confirms are the next entries in the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry franchises. Which we have no release date for. We have no release date for, but we had that big info dump of Assassin's Creed Ragnarok leaks that we got last year where they're probably, again, it's looking like this will be something they schedule for around September. It's still weird that, like, where the fuck did they put Watch Dogs? They know April is in, like, two months, right? Exactly, and that's the (laughs) thing is maybe sometime in March we get another trailer around the date that Watch Dogs was supposed to come out. Because, like... That and E3, those are our big... February 27th to March 1st. Okay. So, I mean, those are our big ones coming up. Down so in Baston. <laughs> yeah. Where they got spat back. So what, I mean, you're, you're running out of time, Ubisoft. I don't know that like, they would go up to go to PAX East and announce like a new date for Watch Dogs Legion. You don't think they have like a little bit of it there or something to show no, off? No, if I had to guess what probably happens is you, it lands at whatever the PlayStation reveal event is. Mm. They could just push it there and then... I'm pretty sure PlayStation already has the marketing rights for Watch Dogs Legion anyway, if I recall from the E3 stuff, because they showed Watch Dogs Legion. I don't think they even showed it on Microsoft stage. I think they exclusively showed it at Ubisoft, which was weird because you'd think that Microsoft would be able to get. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, yeah, that would that would be honestly what we see it, I think, is if we have a late February, March, even April PS5 reveal event, Watch Dogs Legion gets its new release date. Maybe they say something like August. But my whole thing is just like, how close can you release that to a new Assassin's Creed? Because there was a minute where they were opposite years. You had Assassin's yes. Creed one year, Watch Dogs for another, because the Assassin's Creed finally took that break. And it does leave up until March 2021 next year. Watch Dogs would be a great early 2021 game. 
I would just be surprised if it leapfrogs like that and supplants. Like if, it, if they just push it so far back that they do it next year instead of doing Assassin's Creed next year. I, you have to think Assassin's Creed is their next year. I don't know. I mean, it's it's always been a fall game is the thing. Maybe they got the balls to not move their internal release dates. Maybe they don't think they're competing with each other. Just because they've released something around the same time, you know, previous years, they don't have to stick to that. We just sure, yeah, that's that's we just we usually take that as a standard because it's what we've seen before the previous year. So we automatically adopt that as okay, this is their regular, but they could fucking let's just you know when what we I talk mean? about things being on clockwork. That's how clocks work. True. If it was one o'clock yesterday, it's gonna be one o'clock next the yeah. next day. I mean, I just don't know where you would put Legion and I but I they're they're both I think they're both coming out twenty twenty. And the other big thing too is Assassin's Creed has to be a cross gen title that's probably launch window. I don't. I think that is like non negotiable for Ubisoft. That is the franchise that pushes technology. That's the franchise that gets them the most buzz. Watch Dogs looks cool. It's not the level of an Assassin's right. Creed as far as like their portfolio. Yeah, I would say Rainbow and then Six. Far Cry is going to be their spring twenty twenty. I would say game. Rainbow Six, Far Cry, and Assassin's Creed are their top ones out of those. Yeah, if I had to pick ones. Because Far Cry to me, that sounds like a perfect February, March game for next year. Yeah, because I want to say that's usually whenever the Far Cry games come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Far Cry Four came out in like the like March. Oh, never mind. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> that's fuck, exactly fuck it. all right. Fair enough. And I think, fuck, Far I think Cry, you're onto something. Ethan. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I want to say Far Cry Five was around that same time. Too. Far Cry Four was actually November eighteenth, twenty fourteen. Oh, well, I'm fucking dumb. Fuck us both. Oh wait, no. I was thinking about the newest one. The the new Far is Cry that five? Yes, that's the second sorry, time you made sorry, that mistake. I just can't I can't understand the fact that they're at five? That's a lot. No, when did five come out? Well, they're actually oh, five is the latest one. Yeah, right, that's right. what I was. I was like, what the? Fuck? I was like, what the fuck? Far Cry Five is the next one, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. So when uh, March twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that that's felt better. Yeah, yeah, that one did come out in March. So maybe yeah, that makes sense. That. It would be a March release. And even I think though honestly we're on like even Far though Far Cry. Cry four doesn't count because they're November, but but yeah, we are technically hard and kind of like a five point five. I, I think it's, oh, okay. it's like well, six here. and a half because yeah. we have like New Dawn. That's what I meant. Yeah. And then Primal and then Blood Dragon. All right, I got something for you. Assassin's Creed Unity came out November eleventh, twenty fourteen. Seven days later, Far Cry four came out. So that throws out my whole thing. But Assassin's Creed and Far Cry are different franchises. Like the the one's a first person shooter, the other one's a third person action adventure open world. But you have to believe that them being the AAA, like they're trying to sell them as, that they would be competing with each other a little bit. Those two wouldn't, though, because that's what I'm saying is the people that are going to buy first person shooters or big on Far Cry games are not necessarily the ones where it's like, I'm going to get the next Assassin's because that's me. I love Assassin's Creed, love sure. Watch Dogs, because I like that style of game. Not a big fan of the Far Cry formula. Yeah, no. I, That's yeah. where I'm the opposite. <laughs> I like the Far Cry games. I had a good time with the Assassin's Creed games growing up playing them. You know, they had some of my fondest gaming moments, but I'm not crazy about them like you yeah. are. But I think Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed more directly compete because they're similar. Like I said, those third-person, story-oriented, open-world things. I don't think those could release within a week of each other and not compete. And like you're taking sales for one or the other. So you think they'll do like Assassin's Creed November with Far Cry? I'm thinking the week and the next Watch gen Dogs consoles come out, March. Assassin's Creed is right there. Mm-hmm. If it's not their day one on launch, then it's like that week is Assassin's Creed, and then just then it's like okay, well, how much of a delayed Legion get? Yeah. So do you think Far Cry is going to come out before? Uh, Assassin's Creed? No, I'm still sticking. I say March 2021 for Far Cry 5, 6. Fuck. Yeah. 
right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, whatever. Yeah, eight I, and a half. I could see Assassin's Creed being a launch title for this, or like you said, like a week after. Or shit, and maybe then, it does come out in November with consoles too. Maybe Ubisoft has two huge AAA cross-gen games mm-hmm. this fall. Yeah, who knows? No, it seems weird. But they did in 2014. That's true. That was uh, exactly one year after the previous generation consoles. You have out. to. I mean, you have to think that they're not going to miss out on the holiday sales for their biggest their tentpole game. titles. Yes, because. Yeah. Again, you only get that time of the year to either do your game before it, get that stuff, or do it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, because if I recall correctly, I think Far Cry 5 was supposed to be fall, and then it just it missed its window. They delayed it. I, don't I think that was what ended up happening. I, I could be wrong, but am I correct? When, when does the summer drought end? Or I guess when does it start? Because, I mean, would it be weird for them to put out Watch Dogs be- Legions in May or June? I feel like those are just month, like the summer end of has, May is like the end of when you put out games. That's summer starting. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like when does that? Because the games historically there's a drought in the summertime. Summer. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think they could? Yeah. Like the be end of that? May is like where you're pushing it and then nothing really comes out in June, July, August. Well, yeah. Do you think they could be planning for that slot and then just kind of taking advantage of the drought? You know, being like, hey, we have, you know, Legions is the only thing out coming for a few months and hopefully it gets good reviews. And then, you know, people... Maybe because that was kind of like for a long time, like games didn't come out in January and February. That it was just like this weird dead time of the year where everyone was like, if we aren't getting out in the holidays and we're not fucking released until spring. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until like Horizon Zero Dawn, honestly, came out, was a February game and just blew the fuck up. And now everyone's like, oh, this is viable territory now. Kingdom we Hearts 3 had never it. done this before. Yeah. And so I've always I've wondered that for a few years. It's like, why? Like. Kids are out of school. Yeah, it seems like a smart decision. And if you're like everyone's on their fucking phones, no one wants to go outside. It's hot. Yeah, and if you're (laughs) launching a couple vacations, uh, good Astroworld one time, and then I'm staying home and playing video games. It's only hot here. Most of the rest of the nation Texas is huge. Has a pretty decent summer where it's not. You don't die if you go outside. You're not gonna die if you're out locked outside (laughs) for too long. Aside from like Nevada and parts of California, Arizona, sure. I'm telling you, Mexico with global warming and climate change, we got to start taking advantage of video game releases (laughs) in the summertime. (laughs) That five AAA games in one fiscal year is pretty bonkers. Yeah. Oh, and then the part I left off on here was that Jason Schreier did confirm. Like he he said, the two unannounced games were Assassin's Creed and Far Cry in a tweet that was basically just like, sorry, Splinter Cell fans, you're still not getting a new one. And then, of course, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was not even mentioned in Ubisoft's latest earnings. I don't think we'll see anything from these two IPs for a while. Yeah, we'll get a solid reboot back in this winter. So I, hey, I have to think eventually just because people love Sam Fisher. Yeah, like Tom Clancy did it with the division. Why can't you just do it with the Splinter Cell? I would give up Watch Dogs if it meant we got Splinter Cell back. It's weird. but Really? Yes. Dead game anyway. Fuck you, dude. Next <laughs> is the end of the show because there is no next. There's yeah, no there, more news. There is no next. Guys, do you have any final thoughts? I do. What's up, buddy? You can play Last of Us 2 at PAX East. Oh, yeah, it is going to be playable. Yeah, I did hear that. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Isn't that cool? Are we I going to that PAX was cool. East? No, no I don't want to spoil I just thought, myself. I just thought that would be. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't even know if I'd really want to. I'd, I'd want to play it. Well, we should go to PAX South this year. Think it's PAX, over. Yeah, PAX was, South has already happened. Did it already yep. happen? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was a couple. Shit. It was. Like the last time you mentioned it, it was the next day. I think it was oh, the God beginning of February, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep, we missed it. Also, I looked at all the events. So I didn't really see like one I wanted to go to that bad this year. It we can go through. We'll go. Yeah, we can go. Fuck, Ran fuck, from fuck January seventeenth to nineteenth in San Antonio. Oh, well, I was wrong. I didn't say I don't want to go. San Antonio. I said that I looked at the That's panels and so stuff and was like, eh, for what it what so it cost. I don't think Rooster Teeth was really doing too much there. Kind of funny didn't do anything. 
I haven't listened to anything kind of funny in quite a while, so I have no idea what they've been up to. Same. I, don't, I haven't listened to it either. Don't have a reason to. No, Caught up on some same, sacred symbols the other day. I listened same, to their spoiler cast for Death Stranding. Same That's stuff. It's a normal blessings coming into himself, I guess. But have you checked out the rebooted PS I Love You? I think I started to watch the first episode, but again, I I've had a whole lot of time for podcasts lately. Hmm. I because I haven't been playing any good podcast games. Right. For a minute there, Death Stranding was my podcast game, but then I like you, I got you, to the point of the story where it's like, oh, I'm I'm in. I, I'm everything's important. I'm focusing on this yeah. stuff. It's not like a. I'm doing my packages now this week, since I'm going to be doing a platinum run on death stranding, that you, might be where throw I some podcasts throw some on. Podcasts on. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, if I had Which to choose bad, something, man. I'd rather catch up on sacred symbols. All right. Yeah. I just, I enjoy that format a bit better. Yeah. It's not quite as wacky. They're, they're getting shit done. See, I like the wackiness. I don't mind the wackiness, but there needs to be some substance there too. I bet they use a script. Who? Sacred symbols. Yeah. It's got probably a pretty solid outline for yeah. The, yeah he he definitely reads off the news, but the discussion is still good. It's kind of like our show. Is Chris still going to be on the show after Colin moves? Is he going to like Skype in? Uh, they've been recording remotely for the last like twelve episodes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm I'd be interested in how they're doing that actually. I know. I wish they would. Well, I mean, <laughs> they might have had like a Patreon Q and A where they explained their process, but uh, yeah, because they did a t- few test recordings without telling anybody hmm. just to basically wait and see. Cause right. he was like, our listeners are ridiculous enough that if someone noticed, they would let me know. Yeah. And he said only two people out of all of their listeners wow. said that they noticed something different. And were just like, r- like sent him a message just to ask if like, there was like changed something was off. Not yeah. the fact that they were and like, Hey, are you guys remote recording for this episode? Yeah. And like, he said the fact that only two out of like yeah, the, 10,000 some odd however many listeners they yeah, had and the fact week. that they didn't like point out what was wrong they were just like hey did, did you guys like yeah did a mic blow or something like what happened so you they, know? they yeah. did three test ones and then now every episode since the move has been remote interesting because uh, i think that even the last the i was listening to the death stranding spoiler cast they did and colin was already in virginia and then chris was actually in new york not in la for that episode so he was able to record yeah. even remotely away from his main setup and then colin using his standard one now that he's moved to virginia so it's definitely possible, and it sounds exactly the same. So I, I it makes me want to figure out how to do that. There, yeah. and it's not like they both have like the recording software on their laptops, and they're just individually recording stuff and then mixing it together. I have no idea. I really don't. That seems like it would just be asking for a lot of issues. I don't know. Well, because it wouldn't be hard to sync because you could get the time codes pretty easily. But and then you once you have to, the two sync, then if you it were doesn't having matter. To, like try to have a conversation with each other without actually. You know what I mean? In the moment, having the conversation with each other. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, the yeah, good girls do it every week. Yeah, but they have video going. Yeah. They do have like a web. web yeah, it would be kind different if setup. you had like, you know, they might have video. You, yeah. Where they were like Skyping so they, they could at least be on the same page. Of but what you they could were just doing. do like Skype audio. Yeah, they could. Well, they could be doing Skype audio or they could even have the video mm-hmm. and then just they have their same mic setup or whatever. And are still running it into like, like if we wanted to, we could set this up where this microphone is what Drew is using to like have a Skype call with somebody. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that makes if sense. It's the hard part is both people having mm. the, yeah, exactly. It would maybe take some Jerry or something, but they, it could be possible to set that up. Hmm. But I mean, you just have to know that like both parties have high quality equipment. Right. And then also I know that uh, Dustin Furman, who's actually a really funny guy, their uh, editor. So they have someone specifically that like mm-hmm. he makes sure all that stuff still works. <laughs> under pain of death. <laughs> so they've got someone on the, on the more technical side that handles all that as well. But anyway, that's enough about other people's shows. This has been <laughs> absent minded podcasts, episode 37. I've been one of your hosts, Travis Stockton at Ray Charizard. 
with me as always in one of the flannels is Andrew Crandall at Andrew Loves Video Games. Excuse me, the flannel. And flannel two. The copycat. Flannel Ethan A. Ethan Newbolt. At Don't Souls you know. You could be flannel one. I'll be flannel A. <laughs> also, the flannels. That's a good name. I like that. That's a bad name. You know like what's a, almost as bad like as a that? Band? Oh, that's good. That's worse than uh, the coalition. Can't be any worse than Five Finger Death Punch. It's a great uh, band name. Stupid yeah. fucking name. That how, is a great name. How else? How many? How many fingers would a punch normally have? Five. It's obvious. Fucking stupid idiots. <laughs> Dumbass name. <laughs> not everyone is, has the benefit of having five fingers. Yeah, I know that. One of my friends has not all his fingers. Exactly. Yeah. So he is a four finger death punch. Less than that. How many fingers he got? He has. It's it's fractions. So. So you're not good with those. No, it's I not just, five. I, 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 mean, I don't always picture his hand in my head, so I'd have to actually probably look at it because I don't even notice it anymore. Give me your hand, bro. But it's, I, think, <laughs> take stock I think it's like three full ones or maybe even two full ones. And just two little stubbies. Yeah, there's like a half one and then like a couple of less than half. So three and a half finger death punch. Uh, maybe. Put like a an asterisk. There, I'm just, just telling case. you that's why the band specified. It's terrible name. You should be ashamed of yourselves, whoever you are. Don't forget to go to www.absentmindedpodcast.com where you can always find the latest episodes of the main show as well as our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, where we just published an episode about Resident Evil Desert Road Trip. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max, or yeah, Resident Evil Fury Road. The Road Warrior. Resident Evil Road Rules Real World Challenge. Or <laughs> you can leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion. Actually, I've been thinking about the uh, setting up an email where they can, we can put up an email address that you could send a written question in. I wonder if maybe some people are just too uh, don't we already embarrassed. We just use our one of our business emails, right? Sure, but that way it would filter in that we'd know it was questions for the show sure. instead of our our uh, email that we use for like absentmindedquestions at gmail dot com. No, right. but what do you got? Something better. Well, questions at absentmindedpodcast.com. Oh, there you go. That's better. Why is that better? It's because it's not at gmail.com. Yeah. We have a fucking email alias for our website. We have a website. Why oh, we have I didn't even really notice that part. Oh, I was. Oh, I wasn't thinking about no, I was speaking email. Oh, you fucking dummy. What's wrong with Drew's idea? Let's see what he does. That's what you sound like. I wasn't talking about you the fool. at part. I was talking about the name of it just in general. What was the name again, Drew? <laughs> Oh, absentmindedquestions questions. at gmail.com. Yeah. Absentmindedquestions at podcast.com. <laughs> Again, I wasn't thinking about the app. That's right. You weren't thinking, were you? Thinking more than you. Send us an email <laughs> questions at absentmindedpodcast.com if, if you're afraid to share us your voice. Maybe you want to remain anonymous, but you don't have one of those vocoders. What? Vocoder? I don't know what that is. It's like what Batman uses. Where's <laughs> Well, except for Batman, the Dark Knight doesn't What's use that. What's it called? A voicoder? Vocoder. A voice encoder is basically what that stands for. Oh, it's a that's, vo- vocoder. That's what I thought the Dark it Knight just be. likes to ruffle his voice. Yeah, Christian Bale just like ruins his throat. Where is she? But well, Batman, no, but Ben Affleck uses the actual vocoder. I th- yeah, well, but it was supposed you have to be the thing like that Alfred uses where he's like rubble berry, bubble bubble berry. There's nothing wrong with the rubble berry. I thought it was supposed to be implied that that Trish and Bale was using one of those things, but he was just doing it with his voice. No, he just does it with his voice. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Cause I can't remember what they did. I don't know. There's a whole story about that, but yeah, that's why. That's why it's so funny. Cause he's where, 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 where. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love Christian Bale so much. What's the other thing he says? Where's the trigger? No. You're never going to vent to a real person. Where is she? We, the people of Gotham, <laughs> just proved to you tonight that there is good. <laughs> and you are evil. And you won't win, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> There's still good out there. All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, wait. Don't forget to donate $1, $5, or $10. To buy Ethan a vocoder so that he doesn't have to do Christian Bale Batman voices. Uh, and also don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel. And like, subscribe, and share the show on your podcast platforms of choice. Tell all your other Batman friends or fans or people that like comics Batman or friends. video games. Uh, uh, just tell everybody. You're super friends. Screaming from the mountains. You're super friends. Uh, take care, everybody. Wonder Twin Powers. Activate. Bucket of water. Icicle. What was the Family Guy one? It was like form of tampon. What? No. Now we play the Jesus. waiting. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>